I've been gone for weeks, trying to take it easy on me. Different when we speak about heat, shining out the heat, looking for a piece. New friends, new pets, new whips, new girls, new ass, new tits. I ain't never switched on you. Say you way too good off me, but you're not over us. Blousey to the rubber, girl, I call you That dress that you got on it forever. Tell me that grip was holding on to me. I messed up, baby, and got way too deep inside. So don't make me come inside. This making the mixtape. This making the mixtape right in this first track. First track. That's how it's gonna open up. Crew season podcast. We back again. This episode one forty seven. Cinco cuarenta y siete. Say that plus. Cinco cuarenta y siete. Y'all niggas wasn't ready for my mixtape. We got told y'all, boy. I'm I'm making hits on the dome. We ain't gotta do no introductions, man. They know who we are. They know who. Jesus Christ. 
best ever. No, they just let, tell him not to introduce you. Osei, <laughs> I wrote my uh, intro. intro. <laughs> no, I ain't ready today. I ain't ready today. No, no, wait for this. <laughs> Study. <laughs> Come on, Funky Six. I've been waiting on you all know, oh, oh, goddamn night. Big person. These lies all look. Kitty T is in the building. OT is in the building. I'm here, man. I'm here. All that spook is in the building. What's crack? Damn, he really ain't got nothing. I thought you had something tough. No, no. I'm Trill AC. This is another episode of the Crew Season Podcast, man. How's everybody doing? We here. Exactly. It's good. It's about midnight. You know what I'm saying? Down there, late part, you know. But we here. But we here. Um, Turn up one time. Look here, man. We got a, uh, first and foremost, man, salute to Patreon. Salute to Crusader Nation. Salute to everybody that support us. Everybody that rock with us. Um, we got a lot of raving reviews about the last episode. I think last episode was one of them ones. <laughs> mm-hmm. And I expect this one to be the exact same. Because mm-hmm. the docket tonight, Lord have mercy, man. We're just going to start right with the ignorance. Scotty Pippen. Uh-oh. Uh-oh. Recently finalized his divorce. Mm-hmm. How much you got to give up? And in the midst of the settlement, he has to give up half of his Bulls retirement money mm-hmm. to Larsa Pippen. Now, those of you know you not familiar with Larsa Pippen, she has a a checkered history in terms of the type of man she dated. I remember Future was messing with her. He was bragging about her while he was rapping. And now she's currently dating Michael Jordan's son. Mm. You know, Scotty and MJ got a little, you know, got a little beef. Mm-hmm. It's, it's really a one-sided beef. MJ don't ever really talk about him. But every time MJ come up, Scotty Pippen always has some disparaging things to say. Because he was the best player on that team. But let's keep going. Fourteen points again, uh, but but, he, but anyway, <laughs> but he was leading everything else. <laughs> like I was saying, I was rudely interrupted. Uh, <laughs> that's the that's the scenario, man. But he got to give up half of his Bulls retirement money. What's y'all thoughts on that, man? Suckers get licked every day, b. As soon as I seen, it, I say, yeah, he was a whole lollipop. How long they was married for? A uh, long time. It was like twenty something. Yeah, mm, yeah, it was a long time. Mm-hmm. They shouldn't have been married that long. How much? How much money is it? I'm not sure. They didn't. They didn't come out with the exact. They didn't disclose how much it was. Yeah. They just said half. Half his bull's retirement. Damn. Yep. There ain't no chump change. I can tell you that. Exactly. There's definitely some millions involved here. Mm. Damn. Mm. Well, you chose wrong. (laughs) (laughs) Literally. She, she shot played. straight, but you shot late. Mm-hmm. But she played the game how she was supposed to play it, though. That's how you do it. She, she was there for 20 years. Licked him down man. for 20 years. You hear me? Licked him down. He was a big lollipop, too. Big lollipop. Allegedly, in one of the parts she was on, she was like, Scotty wanted it several times every day. Oh, section yeah. tomorrow. Yeah. She wanted to get, yeah. he wanted to get some ass four times a day or something like that. Mm. Damn. Well, you could have let me have my four side chicks, but you didn't want to do that. So. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I think he still had four times at the same time. <laughs> like, like, same. He was shooting three and getting three at the same time. He was going for a triple-double <laughs> as a civilian and as a ball player. Let's go. The triple-doubles on and off the court is insane. Um, but, yes, that is that is the, uh, you know, gist of it, man. And, you know, Scotty had been in the news recently. He said something. Kind of disparaging that I, I, he always talked disparaging about MJ, but some he said was was just egregious recently. Said something to the liking of MJ wasn't really that good of a player. Okay, I'm, I'm with that. <laughs> now, now we not 
Okay, because I, I I see where it's going. We're not going to do that. Hey, hey, it's all I'm saying. Yeah, I, we're hey. not going to do that. Okay. But what I'm saying is this, though. Are y'all saying that he's deserving or he's, you know, is she deserving of half the money? Y'all saying 20 years of marriage, she deserving to have that? Yeah, of course. 20 yeah, years of marriage, yeah. She deserves yes. whatever she wants. Whatever she wants on the table, yeah. She Especially when the divorce wasn't because of her. Mm. Well, I hope it wasn't. Even, even while she was acting at the tail end of how was she acting towards each other? How happened at the end is how it happened right. at the end, dog. We don't, <laughs> know, we don't know what's going on. We she was see. she was already out the door. They just didn't make she, it official. She she stayed in up prime for mm. some reason. He he didn't fell off. He looked <laughs> like goddamn. That nigga say she just stayed in up prime for twenty for years. <laughs> she got twenty year olds, goddamn fifty year olds, every age. That's true. One after her. she still looked goddamn good. Mm-hmm. So I mean. Yeah, and she stayed with him for twenty years. I don't know how a divorce happened, but I mean, shit, man, that's that's the risk you take. She was doing her job twenty years, absolutely. That's just yeah, what she did. deserved. She deserved whatever she wanted. Now she cheated and still got half. That'd be different. He, he actually got off. He actually got off because if she only getting retirement from the Bulls only, I'm pretty sure the dude wants stupid. No, he invested some things, did some other things with his money. Let's hope those investments were good investments. Yeah, you know what I'm saying? Hopefully. But if she only going after that bull's money. So that's not properties, it ain't nothing like that. No, nah, it's just just oh, bulls yeah. retirement, is it? Yeah, yeah. Cause I mean the the you know, the kids growing at this point. Um yeah. things of that nature. But y'all said unless she cheated. Now we gotta unpack cheating. She was dating these people. They were still married technically. Technically. Do y'all consider that cheating? In what year? Future, 2017, 16. And when was the divorce final? Yesterday. Yesterday. Oh, damn. I don't know. I, I can't judge that. because only reason why we don't know the internals of, of him, because he didn't speak a lot on it. He didn't mm-hmm. say nothing on it. You know what I'm saying? And for her to start wilding openly during that time, in mm-hmm. my judgment, They've been not talking for years. I mean, but the paperwork could have been submitted. It just wasn't finalized. Right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm so you're saying they got to be finalized for you to I don't know start how to, living I don't know, your life? I don't life? know how the, the, the justice system goes if it's... I don't even know. I don't say I don't know how none of this shit goes. Mm. Motherfuckers cheat every day and still get <laughs> alimony and, it's very true. and half of shit. So I should be a damn... We need a damn lawyer in here to tell us how it really goes. But it was 20 years. I mean, goddamn, he put up with a... A Hall of Famer NBA star for twenty years. Okay, so so we saying unanimously she unanimously she deserved the money. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I wouldn't feel bad giving her half of them. I mean, I would feel sick, but I mean, I, yeah. I, I, I would still sick. be sick. He, he stuck up with, <laughs> he st- you raised my kids for twenty years. I mean, goddamn. What? what? But Shit. on the other hand, she made it twenty years with me. Mm-hmm. Even though until the end of that last three, maybe four, five years, it, it was horrible. So in the, in the midst of that, we had 10 to 15 years of good shit. You know what I'm saying? Kids being raised right. You know what I'm saying? Hopefully their kids are college or business, whatever the hell they're doing, something successful. Mm. They ain't off to the wayside and everything else is good. I'm cool with that. You deserve, you did your job. So this damn near when he was out to lead. Um, nah, been, nah, I think she was there for some of that league too. A little, a, a little bit of that. So we got to do some research, see exactly how long they was married. But, but yeah, I think she was part. But long story, she was there, they was there a long time. 
there's the steps that so we're saying that she does is okay. All right, well, let's let's stay within divorce. We're gonna go to another divorce. Let's see if y'all feel like this is <laughs> deserving. Tia Mari, who recently made waves when she said that, you know, her filing for divorce was her um graduating. How long was it? Ninety seven to twenty twenty one. It's twenty four. Yeah, it's 24, 25. Yeah, it's okay. Oh, so, yeah, she yeah. deserved everything. She deserved what she what she wanted. He got off, really, to be honest with you. Well, I ain't yeah. seen everything, but... <laughs> <laughs> hey, 24 years? I ain't seen everything. The la- we know the last four, five years been crazy on her end. For the news. For the, for the news shit coming yeah. out. You know what I'm saying? On his end, he ain't said too much. We don't know too much. He kept it, he, he kept it G. Everything is still wild. Yes, yeah, that's, that, that sounds crazy. But, <laughs> uh, <laughs> but like I was saying, Tia Mori, Corey Hardrick, uh, recently Tia Mori made waves. Mm-hmm. She was saying that her filing for divorce was uh, uh, her graduating. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I remember that. We talked about that. Mm-hmm. We talked about mm-hmm. that. And then recently, uh, I think it was today, as a matter of fact, the divorce was finalized. Now, they came to an agreement within a divorce that says Corey Hardrick will receive zero dollars in alimony. Mm-hmm. They'll split the expenses for the kids, and Tia will keep the four point three million dollar house. Is that a fair judgment? No. How no. long they been together for? Uh, about about twenty years as well. Mm. I'm thinking about it. No, that's not fair. Why is it not fair? Because dog. Uh, she got a divorce to go fuck on these niggas, man. Let's keep it a bean. Let's keep it a bean. I don't care how you dress it up what in pretty ass fuck? words and try to say it as smart as you can say it or get your PR team to write some cold ass slick shit that you can say. Right? What you said on camera really translated to, hey, hey, I glowed up out here. You know what I'm saying? Me, I got these niggas shooting at me, these young niggas shooting at me, man. Hey, hey, good luck. And she got up out of there. You know what I'm saying? I didn't glowed up. I, I didn't transformed. You understand know me? Uh, Pee wee at the back door. You know what I'm saying? I'm keeping it respectful by divorcing you and not just letting Pee wee hit uh, on his second time because right. he already hit. You know what I'm saying? That's what it was. So my sister, sister Tia glued up now rather than beforehand. Yeah, you know when you hit that grown prime, man, it's a different from that young prime. Mm. Way different A lot of y'all Don't even know what that is You ain't hit the grown prime yet You ain't to the age yet Calm it down It was together 15 years too 15 Okay 15 years You know what I'm saying She didn't hit a little grown prime She feel like She she smelling herself Hey I I gotta get out here And see what it is You ain't been on the market What Let's say 18 years Cause you a dating nigga So for damn near Two whole decades You been tied up Mm. And these streets called they look fun. And now you listening. They look fun. Didn't they yeah. both have their own careers? Yes. But Tia made more money by landslide. I mean, obviously. You know yeah. what I'm saying? Tia Mara. You keeping the crib, no alimony. But was he forced to stay home? No. Oh, no. 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 I think that's fair. No. We breaking that down. Why? Because the divorce on your end was disrespectful. It was disrespectful. You ain't gotta pay the you ain't gotta pay the mortgage on a four point three million dollars. Hey, 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 hey. About something. We can sell the motherfucker. I and just make thought some about money. something. What? He signed a prenup. Ooh. Oh, that wow. He okay, did. Well, that was, hey, that it's was a dick. Smart on her end. Smart on her end. They had a Different prenup. game is when it's like that. They had a prenup. Okay, so it's a, hey, it, hey, that's fair then. If the prenup is on the table, 
Whatever that say on that paperwork, we ride with it. You got no choice. Okay, so let me let me let me rephrase this. Let's switch it around a bit. Let's say don't bring up. Let's say that the man, let's say that Corey was the breadwinner in this relationship. Do y'all feel like the settlement would have went, went the same way? If the prenup was prenup. on the table? Yes. Yes. Everybody, everyone. So are, are we saying prenups are bulletproof? Or are we saying we ain't never seen nobody get it for negative? No, 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 I'm not saying they bulletproof. I'm not saying they bulletproof. But what I am saying is whatever was in that contract, Obviously, he agreed to it too to say he don't want nothing. What lead attorney? Yeah, you know I'm saying, <laughs> or he just a stand. <laughs> really, you know what I'm saying? Just, just being GP. If it was me, I'm, I'm a stand up nigga. I, don't, I, you got my kid. Plus, they kid young, right? Yeah. I don't yeah. want nothing. Yeah, I'm on some Kenny shit. And that, if it's me, I'm on some Kenny shit. I don't want nothing. Do you think? Hold on, why you gotta mention me? Because <laughs> that's what you just said. You know oh, I thought you was my first yeah, I want some kiddie shit. shit. I don't want that. Y'all yeah, do Like, young kid, I'm saying, like, for real. Because what? We both personal business. <laughs> but now, nah, what, you, what you gonna do? Put your put your wife and your ex wife and your kid out on the streets? What the fuck you gonna do? Nigga, just threw Hey, he just said, nah, I'm, I'm giving her the house. I'm letting her, that's fair. That's what he said before we knew the prenup was involved. He said it was fair. I ain't saying I'm giving her. <laughs> so we keeping it on that. So, it, but you got my little kid, bro. No matter what you said, it's what he heard. I was like, <laughs> I was like damn, I, I ain't even know, bro. She did like that. Hey, if you took it that way, watching this, it did happen. <laughs> <laughs> Be your nigga. Be your nigga. <laughs> <laughs> Dude, that's new. Shit, ain't shit. Bro, ain't tell me you was struggling like that. Uh, <laughs> nah, I, I'm gonna I'm keep it real though. I think that if this if this was the other way around, the sentiment would be a little different. It would be. It would be. Like the news outlets and stuff. Yeah, of just, course. I think the, the, this, this, well, uh, the news the outlets and I think the ruling itself would have been a little different. Mm-hmm. Cause I, again, I done seen women finagle their way up out that prenup, especially if y'all done been together for that long, fifteen years, twenty some years, stuff like that. It's just like, yeah, I mean, what well, we agreed to, but women, they still find a way to be awarding women alimony. So you said, just keep it real. So you said Coy Hart, they had the prenup, and the ruling was he keep the house, he keep the, he keep all that stuff. That's I'm, what you said. I'm not saying that they had a prenup. I didn't, I didn't read that information. I think that was you said that. No, but I'm saying, I'm saying is, if they, if going off your, your situation though, right, and they supposed to be however they ruled it or whatever, I'm right. saying like, would it be unfair if he kept the house and he had all the money? And- no, nah, I, I think I think it would have been fair if there's no prenup involved for them to to sell the house and split the profits from it. Okay. If we just gonna keep it real, let's yeah. let's let's spit this down the middle. We we divorced. We ain't together no more. And now nah, I gotta go find a whole new place to stay with no startup money, no upfront money at all. But if this was the other way around, <laughs> they not letting. You know what I mean? Like they gonna make sure that she yeah. got something. She walking away with something, even if the alimony two years, three years. Yeah, you are gonna pay her this amount for two, three years till she get on her feet, get settled, blah 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 blah. But with men, it's not that much, and I think men kind of aid that process too because of our ego. Just like y'all said, I don't really need nothing, man. Go ahead. And and I feel like that's the general sentiment. Like most men is gonna do that. Most men gonna be like, nah, I'm cool. Go ahead, man. You yeah, you, you keep man. all that. Don't worry about and it. In that moment, what you put your for real, for real? You put your ex wife and your child out. Put them out. She's she's a millionaire, bro. 
I'm not putting them out of nowhere. I'm talking regular life. Not most people ain't millionaires. I'm talking regular. You, you and your, you and your girl, middle class. You know what I'm saying? All that shit. Y'all middle class and all that, and y'all getting divorced, mm. and you got a little child, bro. You know what I'm saying? He tried to dispute it. He tried. He tried at to mess the prenup. At one point, he tried to dispute it. Of course, during, he did. during December. Even though it was ironclad, they say it was ironclad prenup. Mm. Hmm. Well, I don't know. I think I think it's fair. If you want to keep the house. <clears throat> Keep it as long as I ain't got to pay nothing on it. That's a $4.3 million house. Cool. I didn't want the fucking house. And I don't even want to be in the house anyway because you was here. Right. I'm tired of being in this vicinity anyway. It's bad energy. Mm-hmm. You've been a divorce. You don't want to be in the same vicinity where you was. You don't even want the same routines to go on because the shit you see is going to remind you of the person that you just left. That's true. So and boom, then on you top of that, house, when I go get this loft, you can't live like me in this loft, baby. Yeah, I'm a millionaire. I got my money or however much money you got. Hopefully, he's, as a smart man, he's financially stable and got his own stuff going away. He's like, okay, cool. You keep the house. I ain't got to pay no money. I get to see my fucking kid. I ain't got to pay no child support. Right. We made out good. Ooh. Right. Boy, hey, did he get it for no child support? So it might. Yeah, they they both don't have to pay anything. Ooh, that boy, hey, hey, fuck the house. Yeah, yeah they both don't have to pay anything. Fuck the house. Oh. I'm like, hey, hey, you keep this motherfucker. <laughs> <laughs> so I said... About the prenuptial part, it was like the prenuptial agreement in California is etched in stone and, and rarely ever nullified. Gotcha. So okay. they got married. So I don't, I don't, or they must be different other states too. Probably is. Fuck, fuck that high. Yeah. I ain't gonna pay no child support. We are Gucci. Yeah, I came out of there. Hey, girl, you did good. You did good. <laughs> <laughs> you dapped up on the walkout. Yeah, I was there on the walkout. Yeah, girl, we did good. Yeah. And you already agreed to it in the prenup. So I mean, we ain't. Fuck this house you want, cool. Do it. Most of the time, the house you want is it's her house anyway. Yeah, the house she want is her. Yeah, she, as far as picking it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's true. Fuck that. I ain't want to be in this big ass house anyway with that's a ten, ten she sheds and cutting all this goddamn grass. Yeah. <laughs> I Fuck got one, one room to myself. <laughs> <laughs> and that shit still got a picture of you. Yeah, in. I'm tired of it. <laughs> <laughs> Some kind of decor or everything And I'm bothered in it. It ain't even for me for I real. ain't been in that room since I got the house. <laughs> That's my room. So yeah. that shit go, man. But yeah, one of the downfalls of it, just the only thing, you know, we, we we joking, but as far as the kids, that's the only thing that I'm gonna mm-hmm. I mean, cause you don't want to see that type of situation because it's gonna be complicated. You know what I'm saying? We already know what the stats is on kids raised in, you know. By single parents That's essentially what it is Y'all gonna be sharing time But it's not gonna be that Unity That that united front That I feel like Is the healthiest environment For a kid to grow up in I feel like that's kind of messed up mm-hmm. Which leads us to our next topic Recently it was somebody That was Speaking about How a two parent household May be overrated What? Mm. Mm. play this clip man Get y'all take on it we have this societal process of thinking that two parent household, no matter how the infrastructure is, how the dynamic is, yeah. will always be better than just one. And it's not true. And that's not true. I remember in college, I took a sign language class. And in that class, you learn about just deaf culture and the community. Mm-hmm. And what you realize is when people are born a certain way, we as people who can hear, born hearing or born seeing, we have a perception of what it would feel like to go blind or what mm-hmm. it would feel like not to be able to hear anymore. Yeah. But if you 
you were born that way, that's just kind of all you know. Yeah. So you adjust to the life around you, but it's not necessarily as much of a missing out type mm-hmm. of thing mm-hmm. as it was if you were to have it and not. So it's I think so as true. a kid, like if that's all that you knew and you were loved by your aunt and your mom and your grandma and your uncles and I stuff did, like yeah, that, and yeah. it was so much love still around you and that's all you knew, mm-hmm. then I don't think that you will look at it in the standpoint of like always like, where's my dad? Or I don't feel love from anybody. Yeah. But if you try to force this toxic situation mm-hmm. just for the sake of saying we have two parents that are present, yeah. then that could do a lot more damage to somebody yeah. versus just, you know, yeah, cutting because- out the toxicity. Okay, I get it. He got to the end. He, he, yeah, yeah, he saying, cleaned it up for the end. He's saying staying and, uh, in a two-parent toxic environment mm-hmm. is not better than a single-parent positive environment. Correct. That's what he was saying. Mm-hmm. That's what he should have said from the start. Right. Because what he said at the start, he said a two-parent like household is not better than a single-parent household. Yeah, it wasn't like and that's not, a, that's not even close. Right. He should have said two-parent toxic environment is not better than a single-parent positive Loving environment. Yeah. yeah, absolutely. Cause that, yeah. But that's still a bad comparison. Because you're making one environment positive, one environment negative. You should say, what if it's two-parent toxic environment, a single-parent toxic environment? I'm still going for the two-parent toxic environment <laughs> rather true. than single-parent. That's very true. So, I mean... But let's say a two-parent healthy environment and a single-parent healthy environment, similar to what he's talking about, then that would have been a more even. Yeah, it's, 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 it's no comparison <clears throat> compared to having your mother and your father there to love you. The same time, because you, you're not gonna get the same love from your, your father as you would get with your mother. True, and it varies daily. You know, one parent might have the energy to give you all the love that you need, rather than another parent that just worked and bust their ass all day, just don't have the energy no more. That's what you need that other parent there for to give you that love and that care and that, you know, that uh, nourishing mm-hmm. that you need every day as a kid to you know grow up to feel loved, rather than having just one parent there. It's like, man, I'm tired. I just worked. Fucking 12 or I'm working, you know, most parents these days working two jobs, can't even be at the fucking house. So the kid has no nowhere to find any love when they finally see their parents only for an hour. Right. Guess where they go look at? Oh, my auntie down the street. Well, what they run into while they walking down the street? Gang members or a different culture or somebody that's always there that they can talk to. Nah, I'm not with a G. Well, shout out to man. Two parent household. Are they overrated? Man, you know that was big cap, big cap, blue cap. He sound like he on child support. <coughs> what? For real? He sound like he on child support and bitter. Can't believe it. Who left me? <laughs> she left me to be by herself and raise our child. What is and she doing a good job. Where did he get that from? Hey, what? hey. You just never know where it's coming from. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. You just never know where you're I hate stupid ass from. shit like that. You see how stupid that sounded when I just said? That's how stupid that sounded. <laughs> That's all I'm saying, bro. That's how stupid all that sounded. Like, bro. No, bro. Facts are two parents are way better than one parent. Another fact is the father being dolo by itself. Kid turns out better than when the mama buys. Better than the other side. But we're going to leave that alone. We ain't that's talking facts. about that. That's facts. You understand me? When we talking about two-parent household, that's the most conductive thing that you can have. You know what I'm saying? Even with a little toxicity, all that type of shit. Most productive thing. Now, shit just going crazy. You know what I'm saying? Somebody getting beat on. Or, you know what I'm saying? They just cussing them out all the time in front of the kid. Get up out of there. You get what I'm saying? But all that other shit, you know what I'm saying, that you can work through with your partner and all that, your kid need to see all this shit. 
what I'm saying? Because one day your kid will strive to be in that position and push they push your bloodline forward. If they don't know how to compromise and work with people and give to receive and receive to give, like if they don't learn them basic skills, like they love life and 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 just camaraderie with another person, that's gonna that's gonna be non-existent. So they need to see that. Most people need to see that to thrive in that. Now, some people, they are anomalies, and they do wind up being successful mates with somebody coming from a single-parent household and, and, and learning to navigate that by themselves. But most people, we are what we see. So most people don't even get the opportunity to even change their mind to be that because they're so stuck on how they seen it growing up. Mm-hmm. So I don't agree with nothing that he said. That's why the first shit I said was super fucking stupid. Yeah, the last part was good. That first part was bullshit. That last part was good. You did good right there. I did it on purpose. Because that first shit that he said was some bullshit. Yeah, in a sense. Cleaned it up. My boy say my shit always come around sometimes. Oh. So thoughts on it, big dog. Two parent household, one parent household. Like like is it overrated? Can it be overrated? Two parent household. Yeah, if it's not healthy, of course. Um, when he cleaned it up towards the end, you know, it definitely made more sense. Yeah, so because you you can you can be in an environment with a single parent either way, and you're surrounded by love, whether it's your grandparents, aunts, whoever, friends, teachers. You got a lot of positive role models that somebody can put in your life, so you can see the different aspects. However, can you not still my bad for cutting you off, but can you not still see that with a two parent household? Do you not have aunts and grandmas? I was and about to get there. Aunties and that? Yeah, I was about to be, you let me cook. No, I wanted to cut it's, you it's off. Still but go ahead. <laughs> <laughs> it's still warming up. It's still warming up. Now you can't continue. It's still warming up. You well, see it's you, Last time you used the pressure cooker. You used the popcorn. Last time you used the pressure cooker, it blew up. All right, kid. What do you think? You better cut these cameras off. It's going to be a real short call tonight, y'all. Good night, fellas. That's a tender subject. He <laughs> ready to burn me off. <laughs> <laughs> blow your ass. <laughs> they cut this shit off. Meet me outside. I'm tired of this shit. I'm tired of this shit. Oh shit. I'm about bad. Oh man. Well, I was rolling. Now I just think because uh, this is the main blue retro thought. In a sense. In a sense. In a sense. Oh. Uh, <laughs> but yes, comparing that to a two-parent household to where both people, one, can be toxic mm-hmm. and you just don't learn nothing. So I'm going to go back to the, the single parent. What I was saying was either way, like you'll have something that's missing. So that's why you need that clarity from both parents. Because let's say when you're in a, a man, whoever you're raising, a boy or a young girl, more times than not, the man is going to be not as emotional not as open to things like the mama. He's going to be real strict. He's going to be by his rules. It's not going to be too much lead where you're going to get because mm-hmm. he's going to be on your ass. He's going to make sure that you're doing what you're supposed to do. But on the flip side, you're going to need, you're going to be missing that side because the woman's going to be more emotional is more open and, and ready to listen and kind of let you um, be a little more dangerous out there. Kind of let you take risks. Like mm-hmm. men, for the most part, they're not going to let you take no risks. Like you need to have your ass home by 11 o'clock or whatever it is, and that's it, that's all. Or I'm locking the door, or I'm cutting your phone, there's going to be something behind it. But a lot of times, you know, the other way is, oh, you know, they kids, and they, they got to live, they got to learn. And so you, you miss 
those aspects when either one of the parents are missing the household. So that's why I think both are, are important, even though you can still get that love and support, um, you know, supporting the team from, you know, just having a single parent. So. Yeah, I mean, I mean, I agree. I think I think each parent pours into you something different, right? Um, you know, we hear the saying all the time, opposites attract, but I, th- I think that's, I think naturally, men and women are just different, especially in regards to how we nurture. I think women teach you how to be a bit more careful because women are just, like, you know, um, I'm trying to figure out what the, what the word is aside from careful, but just they're just kind of a bit more timid in terms of raising their kid. You know, you got a kid out there playing football, he get tackled too hard. I'm going to be ready to run out there and, and fight the referee. Mm-hmm. And don't hit my baby like that, baby. This is a contact sport. Mm-hmm. This is what it's supposed to be. Comparison to the daddy going to be like, boy, get, get your ass up. This is, how this, this is how this go. You know what I'm saying? Life goes like this. Da, da, da. So it's it's important to get both of those sides poured into you because it it makes you more well-rounded, right? But when you don't have one, then you then you don't get that and your behavior kind of reflects that. That's why you see a lot of dudes who don't have a dad in their life, they be more emotional than dudes who do, you know what I'm saying? Because your mm-hmm. daddy brings that calm and level-headed presence. But when that's not there, it's just all high emotion, high, you know, reaction type of situation. And typically when a, when a boy grows up in that type of environment, that's how he turns out. Just like with women, right? If dad is not in the home, let's just say, she not going to get that level of confidence and things of that nature because the first man that a, woman, that a girl falls in love with is her daddy. So if, if that's not there, then she don't know what proper guidance looks like. She don't know what a grown man handling business, taking care of things, covering her. She don't know what that looks like, so she's going to go look for that in the streets and more times than not bump her head a hundred times with the wrong type of guy because she didn't have an example to look at in the household. She didn't have that, that grown man pouring into her, telling her she's gorgeous, telling her she's smart, telling her she's important. So she go try to find that outside. You see what I'm saying? So that's why it's important to have both of them. But to his point, a lot of times, you know, and it's a lot of people do this, man. We just stand together for the kids, man. As soon as the kids graduate, it's over with. So that that may be the mindset, and you may feel like you're doing a, a good job of presenting this front until the kids are out of the house, but you're not. Y'all are divided, and the kids know that. The kids see everything, and this is what I think a lot of parents don't get. They think they do a good job of kind of compartmentalizing, and we ain't going to argue in front of the kids. We ain't going to do that. Kids know what the hell is going on. They can feel the tension. They know when y'all ain't on the same page. They know when y'all just got done arguing, and y'all trying to put that – Fake smiley face on just to make like kids see everything. So a toxic environment in a two parent situation compared to a single parent that's healthy to where you got, you know, you can get that influence maybe from your uncle in terms of the male influence. So if your mom's ain't there, you can get that. You might get that from your aunt or from your teacher or from somebody. But if it's an environment filled with love in a single parent household, give me that all day long Mm -hmm. over a two parent toxic ass environment. Absolutely. Because when you have that two-parent toxic-ass environment, when you go out in the streets, guess what you're going to emulate? Mm-hmm. What you're familiar with. You're going to feel like it's normal for this man to put his hands on me because my daddy was doing it to my mama. You're going to feel like it's normal for this woman to talk to me crazy. Why? Because my mama was doing that to my daddy. So when you outside, you're going to emulate what you've seen. So you want to have as loving and as healthy of an environment as possible so when you leave out of that crib and go out in the world, that's the type of stuff that you can replicate. So, I mean, dude has a, has, has a point, man. But just in, in, in summary, you know, each parent pours in something different. And you need both to be well-rounded. Or you'll have a rough time 
learning the other side before you become well-rounded out in the streets on your own. Mm-hmm. That's just the reality of it. And even still, they, that person, they can come from a healthy environment and they themselves can just become toxic. True. Like, you see that all the time, too. You'll have somebody that's in a nice neighborhood, you know, parents come to a good environment or something. They pastors or teachers, you know, something like that, and they kids still want to be in the streets doing whatever, trying to catch up with the crowd and things like that. So even if you're doing it the best you can, the kid can still make bad decisions on got, their own. But, that, but the on. chances, though, yeah, are not. You know what I'm saying? But see, real quick, though, I got I to gotta stop you right there because as up? you was talking, I was thinking, just because you're in that environment, Mm-hmm. And you have both parents in the crib mm-hmm. don't mean that they are allotting a uh, you know a, a efficient amount of time a sufficient pardon me amount of time to the kid. So you may have you may live in a rich neighborhood. Your parent mm-hmm. may be a doctor. Your mm-hmm. daddy a pastor. Mama a doctor. Teacher. Whatever the case may be. They both gone all the time. They can't spend as much time with you as they should. It's easy to go out in them streets and get caught up because they not able to get you all the time. Yeah, they able to put you in that nice ass neighborhood. Yeah, they able to buy you everything you want. You got a nice car. You got Jordans on your feet. You got designer clothes on and all that. But they can't give you time. They not really pouring into you. Yeah, like your ass in them books. They trying, that's, they trying to get you. You in them books. Yeah, but 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 again, oh, if, no. without that time, he used doctor, bro. I know. Just. That's what I'm saying, but 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 oftentimes this this is my point. Oftentimes in those scenarios where we look at it from the outside looking in and say, "Damn, dude had a perfect upbringing. How the hell he turned out like this?" Oftentimes right. it's a lot missing in that household. Hey, hey, hey y'all didn't, hey, y'all for didn't sure, met, for sure. y'all didn't met uh, one of my neighbors that this shit is going on with right now. You know what I'm saying? Some. some <laughs> Somebody got some stepkids, somebody got some kids that live there, some real kids. All the kids live there now. Mm-hmm. The kid that don't deserve, we all, man, we all know. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? All kids are raised as far as like like learn different and, and see it different and all these type of things, right? But a particular child of theirs do not deserve uh, what they got him. They got him a brand new uh, challenger. You know, I'm talking, he, make, he making goddamn D's and C's in, in school. Mm-hmm. And, and his other son that graduated this year, uh, A and B student, just got a scholarship to uh, U of H. They still got that man walking, walking. And then the other child, the one that got the car, he younger than him. That makes sense, because the, the the last kid always get babied more than the, the other ones. That, that's just reality in most cases. A lot of times, the first child get it the hardest. And then the the as the young the youngest by that time the parents is like hands off. I'm you know what's crazy? You, you know what's crazy though? With, the, with that situation, like that one I'm telling you, that, bro. Mm-hmm. The year before, they had a son. You know what I'm saying? Like he go to he get a scholarship to LSU. Same year, he has a daughter that's from his side though, not from the the, the wife's side that he went now. Mm-hmm. But his daughter from his side, they they all live in this house. She graduates too. They throw a big ass prom party, big ass one by the house. I'm talking with with the I eight and everything, bro. They ain't throw nothing for her on that day. Mm. Nothing. Everything was set for him. That's it, bro. So with me seeing that, I can't even look at dude the same. Can't even. Look. You know what I'm saying? When I see him outside, I do this here and I keep it pushing. I used to go to the street talk. 
say what's up, I just can't respect it. Because I know what you're doing. Like, I, you know what I'm saying? I know you're dividing them kids. And then they wonder why the, the daughter, when she left for school, mm-hmm. she never came back, never spoke to them, never called, never nothing. You get what I'm saying? You know how they rationalized it? More, more times than not. That, that, that may be a stepchild situation where you treat one say the kids. But let's say that they all was from the same two people. Mm-hmm. A lot of times they'll rationalize it like, well, each of y'all need different things in terms of how we pour into y'all. I can't pour into all of y'all the same. It's kind of similar to sports, right? There's certain players you can yell at mm-hmm. and get the best out of them. There's certain players you got to pull them to the side and put the, put that arm around them to get the best out of them. But as a parent, they be thinking, okay, this child needs more. Like, you got it. You smart. You doing all this. You don't, you don't really need that extra attention. This person needs that extra attention. And that's how they rationalize it. But what they don't realize is that the other kid sees that and every time they see you do for them and not do for them, you fuck up their self-esteem. Hey, didn't didn't then on top of that, the, the same ones that graduated together, the boy got the car. Mm-hmm. She ain't getting nothing. Yeah, sound about right. Had to get it out the out the mud, bro. And it dog, y'all see y'all see the houses where we live at, bro. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? And we talking people that they, they get money, bro. They get money over there. And you mean to tell me y'all having this type of divide? For what? Man, it, man, it be so much resentment in people's households, man, as far as children, bro. Like, you got parents that be pitting kids against each other. Brother and, and that's what that is. All type of stuff. <clears throat> that's what that is, though. Because that's what you're doing. You're giving to one and you're not giving to the other. You know what I'm saying? Now, in my opinion, like I say, the young one did deserve that. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? I'm not saying you deserve to walk. But I wouldn't have got you that. You'd have got that, you'd have got that, uh... That 97 Honda. You know what I'm saying? Now, the boy, the, the, the one that got the scholarship to LSU, I can't deny you. Whatever you want, you got a scholarship. Obviously, your grades are great. Mm-hmm. The one that just graduated, you got him riding a bike to, to work. You know what I'm saying? Like, he all the a, a, B on the road. Since I've been knowing this little boy, he's been smart. And y'all got him walking? Same thing with the girl? What the <clears> hell going on here? That's how it goes sometimes, man. Toxic ass environments, bro. But you know, again, we we you know we preach healthy upbringing. We preach equality as far as the children. But the mama got that body done though, <clears throat> looking like Queen Ant. Where that money going? <laughs> Say Queen Ant. That's just real, bro. That what me and my wife call her, Queen Ant. But well. At the end of the day, man, prayers to all parties involved, but both parents are, are necessary, and hopefully the environment is as healthy as possible because they both pour into each other two different things. The mama can't be the dad to these kids. The dad can't be the mama for these kids, even though people try. Do this all the time, you know what I'm saying? But it's, it's just not a, a healthy combination. And speaking of that, T.D. Jakes mm. recently had a sermon, and she felt like he was going to get into a bit of a, tr- a, a bit of trouble. And he's basically telling women, don't tell no daddy Mm. How to be a father. Mm. Don't play this clip, man. Get y'all take on it. If another childless person tells me how to be a father, I'll scream. I know this is going to get me on TikTok for sure, but here I go. 
If another woman tells me how to be a father, I will open my mouth and flat out scream. You can no more tell me how to be a father than I can tell you how to birth a baby. I don't know nothing about birthing a baby. I don't know nothing about nursing a child. You have to know what you don't know. Shut up being the teacher and just be the wife. How do you know how to be a father? Not only are you not a father, most of you didn't even have a father, and yet you're an expert on how to be. Let's say the pastor line. What was that last? What was that last one he said? What was the last line? line? Well, he ain't stealing right now, so yeah, he ain't lying. I, 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 I he ain't sent a collection plate yet. Yeah, he ain't sent a collection plate. He ain't sent a collection plate around on that one. So hey. that was the truth. <laughs> My man said, "I don't know. I ain't got no kids. No condom. Don't tell me how to be no don't father. Be you no are father. not a father. You a woman. You can't tell me how to be woman. no father. So you can't tell me nothing Preach. about being a father. Same way I can't tell you nothing about birthing a child. Preach." He's saying, he's saying bad enough. <laughs> that was the last point you asked. Bad enough. A lot of y'all didn't even have a daddy in the household. Why the yeah. hell you know how to be a father? Yeah, you don't tell me how to be one. Preach. You know what I'm saying? Hey, man, I, just, I, I don't understand that, man. How you try to govern a man on some man shit? You know what I'm saying? You try to govern this man to be a father. Oh, no, you shouldn't be doing that as a father. You shouldn't be doing that as a father. Well, you shouldn't be fucking them niggas next to my baby. Nah, but in all seriousness, no, like, 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 for real, for real, like, like, no woman can teach a man how to be a man. Like, that, that's why I'm a firm believer of if we got kids together, say we got a boy and a girl, right? And they both under the age of 12, but they both, both under the age of 13, and we get a divorce or whatever, we go our separate ways. If it's the girl, right, I believe she should come with me until she either have her first cycle or her 13th birthday. You know what I'm saying? Same thing with the boy. Like, the boy is under, under 13. I feel like the boy should go with the moms until he is 13. And on his 13th birthday, he make that transition. Because there's certain things that, that he can't never learn and you can never teach him. Same thing with that with that little girl becoming and blossoming to a woman. It's, it's a lot of skills and a lot of techniques and a lot of nuances of a woman that I can never, I can never give her. Never, no matter how I walk it, no matter how I talk it, no matter how many, you know what I'm saying, uh, uh, how many books I read to try to give her some type of game on it, I can never feel or think or be like a woman. So that's right. Like, you, you shouldn't be trying to govern a man on, 
being a father and vice versa. A man shouldn't be trying to govern a woman on being a mother. You know what I'm saying? Uh, in my opinion, you know what I'm saying? If, if you agree with her morals as a woman and vice versa, the morals as a man, you shouldn't step in the way of that. You get what I'm saying? Because nobody's perfect. You're not going to agree with everything. But if you agree, if you agree with the majority of what's going on, I feel like that kid going to turn out good. You know? So that's what I feel about it. Mm. We say if I hear another woman try to tell me how to be a father, tell a man how to be a father, I'm going to scream. Kenny, what was your thoughts when you first heard that, man? No comment. I ain't got no kids. <laughs> What about I don't know how to be a father. I ain't got no kids. I can't speak on nothing. What about Keisha that you signed the NDA with? <laughs> <laughs> you told her she was calling you, Daddy. <laughs> I guess I should have made y'all sign the NDA too, because you niggas just ran this shit out anyway. <laughs> <laughs> you told her she called you, Daddy. Jesus Christ. Well, they all call me Daddy. No, 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 no. It's just gonna hit way too far. Big Daddy, matter of fact. Way too far. If the time is right, it'd be Big Daddy. (laughs) You mean Lil Daddy? (laughs) Yeah, I mean, okay, I I guess I'll jump out here. I think that, you know, just like I said before, man, you pour in different things to the kid, man. Like, we are different. But, you know what I also think, though? And this is something I was thinking about as Smooth was talking. I think that. That urge to jump in and dictate how the other parent parents speaks to your terrible decision making in that person, speaks to your lack of faith in the person you chose. Because if I chose the right person, then I want my child to be like you. That should be a big reason why you chose them. That should be a big reason why you got with them to begin with. That should mm-hmm. be one of the first things considered. What type of parent would this person be? He's disciplined. He's, you know, on his job. He's a manly man. He knows about covering. He takes care of business, things of that nature. When I have a son, I want my son to be just like him, right? But if you dating dudes and having sex with dudes who you're not sure about that, then you're going to be way more willing to jump in and dictate how that parent raises the kid, in my uh-huh. opinion. So I think that right there is more of what it speaks to. But when you do that, you are crippling the kid. You got to let a man do what a man does. The fact is, you can never, you may be raising a kid by yourself. You can never be that kid's daddy. Never. You a woman. Period. You can try to teach them morals. You can try to teach them foundational principles, things of that nature. But it's just certain things that a man pours into a kid that a woman will never be able to. No matter how much she tries, no matter how many books she reads or none of that. You need to find that kid if the dad not in his life. Find that kid a male mentor or somebody who who is an upstanding dude that you could bring around the kid and have that positive influence and pour into him the way a man is supposed to. Because a man is going to teach, just like I said before, women are more timid, more careful in how they raise their kid. A man is going to teach you how to navigate outside. That's why we so rough with the kid. Because when if I just baby the kid 24-7, when the kid leaves this house, they're going to be used to babying. And let me explain something to you about real life outside of this house. Hmm. It ain't shit babying out there waiting on the kid. So if I'm babying you, babying you, and then I just put, okay, go out into the world and do your thing, they're going to get dog walked outside. Because there's certain things outside that's just 
again, it's just outside of that book you read. It's just outside of the norm. It's just certain instincts that you got to have when you outside in order to be able to survive and to, you know what I'm saying, thrive in that. And only a man knows that because it's stuff that's going on outside that only we got to deal with. And y'all don't. Just like the, the bullying in school and the teaching your kids how to fight, all these things that just be roughing the kid. Why are you so rough with the kid? Because the world going to be rough with the kid. He need to be prepared or she need to be prepared. This is what's coming. Just like when but I, I was talking to my old lady the same way. When when kids got old enough to start going to school, I said, we need to put her in boxing class. We need, we, we, need, we need to teach her how to navigate outside. Shit ain't going to be perfect. Shit ain't going to be ideal. Kids are some of the rudest motherfuckers on earth. I mm, feel like they can say what they want to say. It's just real. She need to learn how to cap on people. She need to learn how to fight. She need to learn how to do all that. It's just real. And it's mm-hmm. messed up. It would be nice if that wasn't the case, right? We can raise up right ideal. When you go out, the world going to be yeah, ideal. Everybody's going to be nice to you. Everybody's As long as you're upstanding, everybody's going to be cool with you. It don't work like that. It's always going to be somebody that's going to try you. The nicest people get tried. So when that happens, you need to learn how to handle it. You need to learn how to make an example out of that person the way everybody can see so you can lessen the likelihood of that continuing to happen. But if you operating in baby mode, you're going to get dog walked out there. Mm-hmm. And then other people are going to see that, and then they're going to jump in line and do the same thing. And stop going up there to protect your child at school. I ain't doing nothing but getting him hurt with most children, man. Because that's the talk of the cap session. You might as well not even come to, to the cafeteria or nothing. You know, they don't care how fly your kid is then. If you came up there to save your child from getting that ass whooping or they feelings being hurt, you better believe every time they go up there without you, they on that ass. They getting smoked to me. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> Yo, That's mama weird. came up here, nigga. Oh, no, nigga, look at this nigga, man. That nigga titty, yeah, baby. You know right. <laughs> now you got a whole different problem. It's just real. Right now, like, when your kid come watching them type of, some, them type of, uh, Adversities he got to go through Or she got to go through Man you need to teach them How to navigate that Because everything is not Turn other cheek Everything is not Tell the teacher You know what I'm saying Some kids need to be Punched in their face That's just how it works You get what I'm saying And also This isn't just Limited to Ghetto Or hood environments mm, mm. It's bullies everywhere Everywhere In the richest Absolutely. of schools Absolutely yep. All of that The you richest of schools Is even worse Exactly you know what I'm saying? Because now, now they can tell if you broke in. At least in the hood, hey, hey, everybody, everybody damn there blend in. You know what I'm saying? Everybody, hey, there's a couple people up and down, but everybody close to the line. You know what I'm saying? When you're in these prosperous neighborhoods, oh, it's, it's, boy, it's treacherous. No, it's, boy, by my house it's, in it's, high school, it's big boy, wallet. they got kids, got Hellcats. It's big wallet. You know what I'm saying? You should have seen our teachers in, in the uh, comments. Boy, I, I'm scared to pull up to the parking lot. Hey, you know what I mean? I don't even want to pull up to the they driving Honda's just your kid got a hellcat. What they what what can the teacher discipline them on? It's big wallet talk. You know what I mean? So it's even more treacherous, man. When when you're moving up in middle class and you get to that point to where you like you in the upper tiers of middle class, bro. It, you you thought you, you was at the bottom, you going to school, you thought that was some captain shit. Now wait till you get around them rich ass kids, what you know some of them, some of their parents let them say whatever the hell they want to say to you and your child. You're gonna definitely feel the difference. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Because you like, damn, I made it. And they like, look at your broke ass in that cheap ass house. 
The <laughs> little forty five hundred yeah. square foot house. Yeah, I'm saying, I mean, <laughs> what do you think? That's my guest. That's our guest bedroom outside. <laughs> <laughs> that's how they treat them, dog. So yeah, man. Hey, hey, you need your kid need to be prepared, man. So no, no baby and dog. And I see it a lot, bro. I see it a man. lot. They be babying their child. And then they wonder why they child, goddamn me, can't function in, in reality of their space. So stop doing that. Whatever it is, let it let it be and teach them how to manage their emotions. Let that dad be a dad. You do your job, I'm going to do my job. Mm-hmm. I do, I do have a question, though. I do have a question. Go for it. Just, to, just curious. So if, yes, somebody cannot tell them how to be one if they've never been that. Correct. Mm-hmm. But can you... Because kind of going back to, it's similar to the last topic, but like, could you say, yes, I can because I've had examples around me and this is what I saw and this is the product that they produce from them being who they are? I say no. Okay. And the, the the reason being is because it's certain nuance mm-hmm. that's missing. It's similar to the, the sports commentator conversation that we have often, right? In terms of certain commentators who never touch the field, never mm-hmm. touch the court ever. They can they can give you decent analysis, mm-hmm. but when that person who done played it and been there know the nuances, the ins and outs of the game, I'm gonna pull you to the side and tell you differently how you get there. They can tell you the end result in which they want you to get to because I seen this type of man or I seen this type of you know influence. My dad was this way, my dad was that way, but that was the end product. That man is gonna tell you how I became this mm-hmm. end product. She can't give you that. I can't because I lived it day for day. You seen it. You mm-hmm. seen the final product. You didn't mm-hmm. see the production to get there. So it's only so much of that, you know what I'm saying? But, but and again, I'm not saying that, which is what I said earlier, I'm not saying that you can't give them morals and foundational right. principles right. and things right. of that nature, but the nuance, that's what be missing in, mm-hmm. in, in a lot of these kids because it takes that when you get outside, hey, when you run into this situation, this is what you do. Mm-hmm. A woman can tell you, hey, when you outside, you be a stand-up gentleman. You be nice to people. You be this, you be that. Your daddy going to tell you, yeah, I hear what she's saying. But look, if you really want to get these women, you got to get out there. You got to be an asshole right from the gate. You understand me? Get her to like you. Get her to become your girl. Then you show her that other side. You know what I'm saying? It's just certain nuance. Or, hey, hey, when that when that bully is, my mother going to tell you, hey, you know, just stay away from the bullies. They turn hit the other cheek. Or, or, or not even turn the other cheek, but just go tell somebody. Go tell mm-hmm. the authority. The dad going to say, hey, the first time he couldn't do that, mm-hmm. you punch him square in the fucking face. Mm-hmm. You get in trouble, you tell him to call me. Mm-hmm. And you ain't going to get in trouble when you get home. Yep. But if that kid bully you, whoop your ass. I hear that. I'm going to whoop your, your ass, ass when you get home, too. You <laughs> get two whooped. ass whoopings. Uh-huh. Most mamas is not going to tell you that <laughs> You know what I'm saying So again It's certain nuances And that right there Is pivotal That's necessary He's not telling you that Just to So you can become an asshole Or you can just beat somebody up He's telling you that Because that's how You got to set an example To keep people off you That's the nuance yeah, That be missing You may have a You may have a mom That's <clears throat> You know what I'm saying Like she say what she wants She popping how she going to pop it And shit You know what I'm saying She she telling you that But your father like Hey bro It's, it's certain places for that Right. You got to pick your spots for that. No, you know I'm saying you're not your mama. You're not no woman. As a man, you got to pick your spots to be blunt. You got to pick your spots to water it down. You still saying what you got to say, but you got to water it down for them to get the message. You only learn that from a man because we we are forced to learn how to switch hit on everything. You get what I'm saying? 
So with that, like you can have a, a problem that's coming up in school and shit, and you may want to punch somebody in the face. But if that's the smart thing to do, if his friends gonna jump you, you may not. You may not have to punch him right there. You might catch him slipping, walking to the to the corner. You gotta pick your spots. You get what I'm saying, and that's what you learn from a woman. Especially if your if your mama trip, if she just out the window with it. Now you do what you want to do, and now you know how they be snapping. I especially especially where we come from, emotional, when, emotional, and that turned yeah. they they kid emotional. And now a young boy, all they seen was that side, and they make an emotional decision down somebody in a, in a major way, and now that kid at, at 17, 18 and lost their life. Go to jail till they 35 and don't know nothing, have no skills. That's it. You get what I'm saying? But if they had a father there or a male figure there that, that can give them some type of, you know, some type of game in this and, and how to maneuver that, that emotion and that feeling of, I can get on your ass right now. And then you ain't got to do that right now. That can wait. You know what I'm saying? You can catch them slipping in, in the neighborhood somewhere. You know what I'm saying? So it's them type of nuances that you only can get from a man that then been through it, that understand the game and seen everything. And and again, just real quick, quick as a disclaimer, I don't want to make it seem like a mother's input to a son is just irrelevant. It's That's not. not what we're saying. What we're saying is what you put, what you pour into the, the son or the daughter or whatever the case may be is absolutely necessary. But what he's pouring into him is absolutely necessary as well. Mm-hmm. You shouldn't step on it. To prioritize what you pouring into them, or you shouldn't expect that man to pour into the kid the way you do. And most of the time, it's just because they don't understand it. Correct. Mm-hmm. How could they? Exactly. So that's that, man. Uh, hell of a topic. Uh, but we're gonna stay on parenting, and we're gonna stay on male influence. Doctor Umar recently was <laughs> on the Daily Wrap Up. Uh, salute to the Daily Wrap Up. Shout out to them boys. Goddamn me. Boys out here kicking ass, man. Salute to them boys. Dr. Umar was on there and they was speaking on the fate of, you know, the black community and why there are so many quote unquote masculine women in society. I'm going to play this clip and then we're going to break down his uh, justification. And what I also tell black women, if you're going to go get you an African man from the continent, you're going to have to understand that the way in which you talk to black men in America mm-hmm. will not be tolerated over there. Mm-hmm. Why the it, fuck is it it's tolerated here? It's not tolerated here. That's what we're trying to tell them. Well, over here, I want to say this to us, though, because we try to act like the way sisters treat us doesn't have a history that we are not at least partly responsible for. Let's be honest. The black woman has had to hold down the black house by herself, although imperfectly. She's mm-hmm. had to do it by herself since the mass incarceration of black males began in the 1970s. So when his sister says, I don't need a man, because she couldn't find one strong enough to hold her down. Or when you meet a woman and you say, sister, I'm, I'm strong enough to be a man. You ain't got the work or you ain't got to pay the bills or whatever. Pull back. I got you. And she can't do it because all the other men before you mm-hmm. who disappointed her. So what I'm saying is black men, we got to be patient with our women because we created that personality. Okay. We have to be and held strong- accountable for their poor selection. No, you have to be held accountable because they have a poor selection. Mm. Hmm. Kenny, we're going to come right to you. What was your <laughs> thoughts <laughs> on what Dr. Umar had to say? He's basically saying black men are responsible for women having to be so masculine in today's society. What's your thoughts on that? Got his head. Got his head. Why this dude doing that, man? Ah. Uh, <laughs> I feel like so I just didn't, so I just coming. didn't agree with what he when he said the mass incarceration shit. I'm 
Man. I feel like some I'm kind of torn come. between it, honestly, man. I'm, I'm tired of this saying that women have to be masculine because there, there wasn't a man there. Right? And we allow them to use this excuse over and over again. Uh-huh. But we're never, as a man, allowed to use the excuse that we were torn. We were, we were, the laws were put in place to make us this way or, or, or for us to lose being beside you. I dare you use that excuse. If that makes sense. That you wasn't. Every a time you make a bad decision, a bad choice in a man, and then you find a good man. Use your previous bad choices as a reason of why you still can't be a good woman. Because it was the man that initiated it, the man that originally caused that, that planted that seed. I can't say that. I'm, 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 why are you choosing that man anyway? I'm, I'm torn in between the two, honestly. Because we always got excuses for why somebody's this way, why. Why is a certain gender this way? Why is a certain gender that way? If we know what we know, why do we still do? (laughs) (laughs) One fish, two fish, red fish, blue fish, (laughs) knickknack. Give the dog a ball. (laughs) (laughs) Yo, what are you going with that? Yo, <laughs> I knew some bullshit was coming about five words <laughs> into it. I said, like, you, know, you see how he projected his words? I know it's coming. I just, I just don't know how it's going to come. Oh, shit. He had to come to me first with this bullshit ass question. Man, I don't freaking know, man. I don't know. If we know this. If we know what we know. Yeah. What, 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 then what, why? What's the answer you want me to give you? Do we do? What, what's the answer do? you want me to give you, man? I, I just want to give you. I want you to give me. <laughs> you want to give me That's sound crazy. That's sound crazy. Hey, yo, hey, the hell going on here, man? Hey, getting the left too sticky. What's the question again? What is the question again? I would give you this, Doctor Umar. Are men the reason why women are still masculine? Yes, he says the black women. Black women in society, black men accuse them often of being masculine. Dr. Umar says that black men, how can we blame them for being that way when we created that type of woman? What's your thoughts on that? Mm. We didn't create that type of woman. I think that type of woman, I think they kind of gel between the two. I think women wanted more rights, more freedom, Um. more abilities to have the same Jobs as men, more ability to actually be able to do the same things as men, which and then to do the same thing as a man, you turn you, you in turn start to get the qualities of a man. Mm-hmm. You start to develop a masculine traits in the workforce because you weren't you weren't basically you're saying you weren't meant to be working. You were meant to be home nurturing kids, birthing kids. That's what you here for. You want you supposed to be a housewife. That's birth kids. You live your life, raise kids, man, come on, bring me the food, the bread, security. Duty. That's your duty. 
But now you want more rights. You want to be able to make your own bread. You want to be able to, you know, be your own CEO, do all that, which is great. But you to do that, you start to develop masculine traits and you lose feminine traits. Things like that happen. So, I mean, it's it's kind of and, and on the other side, yes, men kind of did allow that because we started treating them wrong and we do bad things, but we do bad things to each other. Honestly, I don't know the answer to that question. I think we all play a part. I think it's an equal share on both sides. Honestly, nowadays, I definitely think it's an equal share on both sides. Here's the the thing. Let me me provide a a bit more context because it it was more to the conversation. Um, Basically, once Dr. Umar said that, he said black men are responsible Mm -hmm. for creating these women. They fought back and said, well, the reason he said they, their response was because, <clears throat> you know, a lot of men complain about women having to turn into masculine because the dad wasn't in the household. Mm-hmm. They rebutted that, well, if they would pick better men, mm-hmm. then they wouldn't have to turn into the masculine person because that man isn't in the household. Then Dr. Umar rebutted. He said, we're the reason for the horrible men even being available to them to begin with. Because we're a poor choice in men. Because we wasn't in the household raising these boys. <clears throat> mm. So because we wasn't in the household, the Pookies, the Ray Rays, how do you think these people are created? They didn't have male guidance in the household. So they had the mama raising them, no daddy. They go out there acting a goddamn fool. The women choose them. If the man was doing what they supposed to do, there would be no Pookies so or Ray Rays. The, there would be significantly less than there are now. That was his take. So we're saying that, though, was the boy the only one affected in the dad not being here? Nope, the girl is too, and that that contributes mm-hmm. to her making the bad decisions in picking men as you well. Know what I'm saying? Like, it all stems from the dad not being but, in the household, and that's on men. But could the mother not give the girl the right tools to pick the right man? Exactly. You didn't been through the situation. Hey, baby, look, I didn't did this. I didn't did that. You understand me? This, this this ain't the man for you right here. I didn't I didn't pick this man a hundred times over. You see me over here struggling. You understand me? I didn't went through through guys that verbally abused me, uh, 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 physically abused me. I didn't been through. I didn't been through guys that that then took things that I could never get back and all that. Baby, you do not want it over here. You get what I'm saying? My only rebuttal to that would be, I would answer that question with a question: How much financial <laughs> advice would you take from a homeless man? Hey, hey, man! If he giving out game that I never heard, I take it with a grain of salt. But I'm listening. I'm, I'm not taking with a grain of salt. Most people not listening at all. But I'm listening. You are homeless. Don't mean I'm going to use it, but I'm going to listen. Why are you giving me financial advice and you don't have no goddamn money? That's how most people are going to process it. And those girls in that household, those girls in that household are going to process it the same way. How the hell are you going to tell me how to pick a man when all I've ever seen you make was horrible decisions in men? Okay, all I can do is put a choice on the table for you, baby. When you step out of this household, all the decisions that you want to make, that's on you. I told I told you what it was gonna be. Yeah, I told you exactly. And you got to see it firsthand. You got to see it up close and personal. And it, it ain't like you were standing there and you ain't had no emotions to it. You know what I'm saying? Because on them sleepless nights where I was crying my eyes out, you was like, you was like, Mama, man, what's wrong? You know what I'm saying? And, and for you not to learn from that as a grown woman, I could see if you. And you, you you young and you you making mistakes. I understand it all, <coughs> but once you grown, all the mistakes. Hey, bro, hey, stop blaming your parents on that. And well, then on top of that, before before you mm-hmm. speak, like I heard them say in a conversation with like with other countries, you know, what I'm saying other country men and women and all that. Other countries are just dominated by whoever is over there. 
know what I'm saying? Like like Africa is dominated by black people. You know what I'm saying? So it the racism factor is moved. Like the the, the I, we going after this group here, that's removed. That's removed. In every other country on this planet, that's removed. Now they're still racist towards black Americans because of the 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 the, the, the let's just face it, the white oppression that didn't happen to us all around this planet. So the game is different, totally different for black Americans, black American men. The game has been totally different. Looking at it from too wide of a perspective, I need you to kind of zero that into micro. The the whole reason that he brought up the other countries is because the family structure is different over there. The man dictates things. The man is the center of the household over there. So that, that's why he brought it up. You're not going to be able to get away with what you get away with over here where a man basically is fucking meaningless. And this is a matriarchal society. I think, I think, you can't do that over there. That's what, why he brought it I up. I think what Matt is saying is that over there, it wasn't another race that was trying to break up that household. That's all I'm saying. It wasn't that. that, that over here in America, the you had another certain, party. A certain race was definitely trying to the, break up the black the black family household. We going after that man. And, that this is what we doing. So when we go after that man, we put him in jail. That's gonna destroy that woman that's, too. That's why they gotta get got rid of all the you know the talents of you know home wood and sewing. That's and, just a you fact, know, dog. All that plays into econ into the economy war type of but, shit. Whatever that is. Thing is this though, just real, just just real quick. Have you guys ever heard of something called apartheid? What is that? Mm-hmm. Spell it. I would I would advise you to. Read <laughs> It's A P A R T H E I. Goddamn, nigga, I didn't even spell it. Goddamn. I I would advise you guys to do a bit of research on that, and then we'll circle back to what y'all just said about there's not anybody trying to divide the family or break up the family. I would advise y'all to do a bit of research on that, and then we'll we'll. we'll Okay. So you're saying that there is never no, never no intent of the white race trying to break up the black family household. No, I'm I'm saying over there that it was just as, if not more powerful, of a hand to break up. That which is the, the whole apartheid, which is why um, Nelson Mandela is so big mm. and so important because he was the one that kind of quelled that, shifted the culture on that. You know what I'm saying? But I say that That's to say all of them look alike though. It's n- easy when you have the same skin. No, no, they they look alike, but the people in power over there were still white. That happens now. I just I told y'all months ago on the episode was it when I, when we met this girl. Apartheid. Well, my wife been knowing who this girl was. You get what I'm saying? But when we when I met her, you know what I'm saying? She was from Africa, and she said when this boy walked up before he got to us, she explained exactly who he was. She said he is the white people here, and I'm the black people there. That's exactly what she said. Right, and I, and I'm not denouncing that. What I'm saying is that there are. Exterior forces that are pulling at the inner family unit this over there the same way that they're over here. The difference is, is that there's way more dedication to family and way more homage paid to the man in the family over there than it is over here. And that aids in the problem that we have. A lot of these people over here don't like like again, this is a matriarchal society. Big Mama gets more praise than Granddaddy does in this society. That's mm. just reality. That's the way it is yeah. over here. Mm. Over there, it's not that way. The man in the family is the one who gets the praise. He's the one that calls the shots. He's the one that dictates everything. So it's a mindset thing. It has nothing really to do with the government. Again, there's external forces pulling on in both areas. But the dedication to the family is different over there. And what Umar is saying 
is that because there's so much disrespect for the black man over here, that contributes to the way to society being the way it is. The dad is not in the household. A lot of times when dad is in the household, he's getting his knees cut from under him, things of that nature. So what what is that what type of man or what type of kids does that produce? That produces either one, men who are getting raised by their mama, going out here emotional, just like you just so eloquently stated about 20 minutes ago. Mm-hmm. Super emotional, super reactional, these things, unstable, no kind of like manly leadership capability on one end. And then for the daughter, it preaches, it teaches her to go out there and because she's never seen a positive example of a man to go out there and choose wrong. Because I don't know what the right thing looks like. You're right in terms of her learning. Yeah, my mama picked wrong all day long, but that would be equivalent to, let's say, before all this GPS technology and things of this nature. Hey, there's five routes to get from here to Dallas. Don't take 59. Figure the rest out on your own. That's not that useful of information. It's a bunch of different ways to, to get there. You, you're telling me one thing or what not to do, but you're not telling me how to do it. So when I go out there, okay, I'm going to listen to one thing you told me not to do, but it's a hundred different other wrong decisions for me to make outside. And I'm more than likely going to make them. Why? Because you didn't tell me how I should be moving. And then I repeat, how could you? You are a woman who made horrible decisions in your life. And there was no man in the house. So what Dr. Umar is saying is the reason that society is this way is because men drop the ball in the leadership category. To whereas in that other country that he's talking about, they, th- that's not the case. The man is the leader, period, point blank. Everybody understands it. Everybody accepts it. And if you don't, your ass will be ostracized. There is no matriarchy over there, but it is over here. And that contributes to the problems that we have today. And the reason that it even got that way is because black men dropped the fucking ball on leadership. So black men just left. They just said, fuck it. That's what or what? Or what? What made them just say, you know what? I'm tired of being a leader. I'm done with it. They chose to make selfish decisions. They chose what to. You mean by nobody came in the black man's house mm-hmm. in terms of this. When this whole thing shifted about 60 years ago, let's say, mm-hmm. the whole feminist movement, the uprising of it, things of that mm-hmm. nature, nobody came in the black man's house and pulled him out of there. Mm-hmm. That's not what happened. Did they drop guns in the neighborhood? Sure. Did they drop drugs in the neighborhood? Sure. Did they create laws to incarcerate men longer for doing these crimes and things of this nature that were black? Sure. But at the end of the day, a decision was made to do these things. And he also took jobs away. Sure. To incentivize the other way. That's the way it worked. Yeah, but at the at the end of the day, there's, there's, there's always ways to make money because there, there's a barter system. You got people who... who you got third grade education. We're still mm-hmm. able to take care of their parents because why? Okay, I they, they may be taking jobs away, but God damn it, I know how to farm. I got this property. I'm a plant. I'm going to sell my plants. I'm going to raise my animals. I'm going to do what I got to do to make money. I may not be able to get that job, but it's always a legal way to go get the money. But a lot of dudes didn't want to take the legal way. They wanted to take what they felt like was the easy way. Going out there and selling drugs, going out there and doing drugs and things of this nature. And then when your ass got locked up, what did, what did that create? That well, created single mother households well, that, take, that raised the kids that we that we complain about today. Let's take away the farming because let's talk about inner city. There's no land out there. You still got trades. So let's talk about, okay, but they took the trades no, away. They took no, the they trades did not. away. They took away the, the, the uh, metal industry. You, you, you didn't get none of that no more. The common, the common jobs that they did have they started closing those businesses down. We can't say they didn't do that. You said closing businesses down. Yes. Do you, do you know that, that that there were carpenters during during the slave years? Yeah, that's because they, they were farmhands. They, yeah, they the, the ones who was doing the job. 
Yeah, there was electricians during. The, do you know? This, do you know when they abolished slavery? The first couple years, the black people was the ones getting all the jobs, so they had to come up with a game. To take that away from them Because we the ones Did the work White people didn't do that White people Sat in their cribs And said nigga Go get it Y'all talking about Getting jobs <laughs> That's I'm what talking they about said. Creating money on your own Nigga go get it You don't need to That's Go work for did. somebody To make no money And you yeah, know what They was doing clear, Them same people Clearly you clearly, don't you know? Clearly you don't Because niggas chose To sell drugs they But back in go, them days Do you know how hard It was to get a patent Do you know how hard It was to get a patent do you know the man that made Jack Daniels? That made Jack Daniels was a black slave. I, I know exactly who it was. I know exactly who The man that, that made the... They, they teach you... Uh, what's, his, what's that white boy name? Made the life. It's a black man made this. Black man created this. His family don't get nothing. No royalties, no nothing. You talking about a patent. I'm talking yes, about trade. Same, same thing with the, with, with the toilet. Same thing with the refrigerator. A black man created all that. And that's cool. But what it was... Oh, I'm going to go steal his patent. Then I'm going to sell it. And I'm going to go to him like like the McDonald boy did. The dude that, that made the McDonald's and stole it from them. That's all they was doing to black folk. You talking Why? about patents. Because all of them was in cahoots. All right, we're going to make sure when they create something, when they come in here, we're going to steal it. Then we're going to let you put it in your name. And then we're going to create it over here. And we're going to make them not make it no more. That's what they was doing. Uh, here's the, the thing. The game was rigged. Here's the thing. If they're all car, okay, let's say they're all were, you know, woodwork, did woodwork in the wood. Wood shop closed down a business they would, but they're carpenters. You got 500 carpenters laid off, right? Not everybody can get, get a job because 500 of them are laid off, right? So what do they have to do after that? All they know the trade is carpenting. Well, I still got four kids, five miles to feed. I, I can't get hired on at this spot because all I know is carpenting. I got the white man. He ain't hiring me. He only hiring 10 of us. That's a fact. It, it starts, you know... And I don't want to say you, you had to do drugs. That was a choice. It definitely was a choice. Yeah, it was a choice. But... I think there's still certain things that's put in place to where if they knew when you got seven or six miles to feed and you put easy money out there in front of people and let them get it for, you know, two, three, four, five years where it, they got in no trouble and then say, you know what? We got them. Now let's start hankering down on it. Let's start taking them out one by one. OK, let's put let's put his ass in jail let's for oh, we just we just smell some weed on him. Put him in jail. He had a little ounce on him. He didn't even know he had on him. Just might have fell out some goddamn a dollar bill that he had. Put him in jail. And now you start taking him out of jail for petty crimes, little things, things they probably didn't even do. There's a lot of people in jail. 60% I think people in jail are for crimes that they didn't even do. I'm not going to say 60. That might be a wild number. But, but there's a lot of people in jail for crimes that they didn't even do back then. Hey, but I also got one They got to do 30 years in jail and then they come out and they ain't got no family. So I'm not saying this for every case. Mm-hmm. I'm not saying that for most. I'm not saying that for all. But I think there is a there was a big major factor put into the streets in the black community. It's just like what happened in Oklahoma when we tried to build our own fucking city. That's what I was gonna say. That was they bombed fe- the hell that out was, of them. That was felt in the black community. We can't we loud can't, and clear. We can't with get rid fear. of it. The that. Same thing fear ripple through us. The same thing happened in New York City. If we play the game they way, the way they want us to play it. When we start being too successful, they flood the city out and kill all the people in it. Or they bomb the city. I just need to answer why they come bombed through, do a mad shooting, a mad shooting in that thing. That's what they was doing to us when we was being successful. Because it ain't just Oklahoma. 
There's plenty of black I just, cities. I just need to ask for why they yeah. why did they bomb? Because Oklahoma? because we what was, was being too successful. We was That's being too self sustained. We was we was being the we was becoming the resource. And if they can do that blatantly out in the open, and the government did that. It wasn't that. it wasn't You're just regular me, people. I, it's it was no, it's no way I can, I can turn a blind eye, blind eye to say that there was no system put in a place to where we wouldn't be able to succeed back then. So when you would strike fear to take the man out the in a community, <laughs> basically you you putting them men in front of every black person on this on, on this American soil and you striking them down with no no consequence, no nothing. What you think that do to everybody else? That's modern day slavery because that's what they was doing. That's all they was doing to us. So when they put that easy money out in front of us, in a way, it was it was it was it was a no brainer for us to take it. Yeah, it was wrong to go do all that. It was. I, I ain't saying that. But when you take stuff off the table, and on the other side, when we play your game, you you kill us for playing your game and start winning at your game. What what else do you leave black man to do? Yeah, everything else gonna suffer when we make the wrong decisions, but that's with everything. That's with everybody. That's with every living thing on this planet. You make the wrong decision, the wrong thing is gonna happen. But if the game is rigged and you don't even know it's rigged, or you know it's rigged and there's nothing you can do about it, you gotta play it the way it, it, it gotta lay. That's just that's just the way it works. You got kids to feed. It ain't just you. Oh, so yeah, I'm man. not saying he wrong. I'm not saying he wrong, but I'm not saying we wrong neither. We was in that, in them days. They was doing what they had to do to survive. Okay, so uh, again, it's a couple of things. Y'all, 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 I said a lot of things. I'm gonna try to answer as many of them as I can remember. <clears throat> you spoke on patents. I'm not talking about patents. Mm-hmm. I'm not talking about creating things and making money from patents. I'm talking about having a trade. There's always ways to make money. If I'm if I'm great at cutting grass, I don't need to go get a job at a fucking lawnmower lawn mowing company. Landscaping company I can go do it On my own Which is what I'm saying There's a bunch of Different ways to make money People chose what they felt like Was the easy route That was by yourself I'm I'm not done People chose what they felt like Was the easy route And there were consequences For those decisions In terms of striking fear You mean striking fear The same way that that, that Slavery did And Oklahoma was still created After that they're going to always try to t- I'm not denouncing the fact that the game is rigged. I'm saying that we are creative enough to go out there and, and create other means of income if we really want to. The same way that we did in the drug game. Off the books. You don't have to go get a job for somebody to make money. Not even today. And that's why it's, it's rough for me to hear niggas who broke today complain about, oh, it ain't enough jobs. There ain't enough opportunity out here. We done turned fucking podcasting into a five-figure of my business. I didn't have to go put in no application to do this shit. I had hustle. I had drive. I'm creative. I didn't want to do illegal shit. I could have easily done that. I got a family full of them. I don't want that way. I'm going to take the hard way. Why? Because I know in the long run, this shit is going to pay off. Niggas didn't do that. They made decisions that they made that had consequences. I'm not judging you for them or none of that. What I'm saying is the consequences on the back of that, you are responsible for. Because you had an option to go make money in other ways. You didn't choose to do that. Same thing with Black Panthers. Prosperous goddamn uh, uh, corporation that, that we had running. 
feeding, feeding our kids, giving our kids breakfast, showing them what black men, strong black men look like, things of that nature. We was rocking. We was doing our own. We was doing our shit until leaders at the top made horrible fucking decisions to indulge in these drugs that they dropped into the neighborhood. Form games with these guns that they dropped into the neighborhood. Yes, they dropped them. They put the incentive in front of your ass. But you still got to make the decisions to go do it. Just because it's easy does not excuse it, is what I'm saying. You made the decisions. They had consequences. Now, you got to take that to the chin. Now, your daughter is growing up 20 years without a dad. Your son is growing up 30 years without a dad. Off decisions you made. I can't blame nobody else for decisions that I made when there was other options available. Sure, they would have been harder to get to. But still, they were available. Niggas didn't take all the the options away and say, no, your only means of making money is illegal shit. That's not true. And that is taking accountability off men. And that's my issue with the pushback that they was giving them. Reason being is because niggas claim to be leaders. Now, if y'all saying that black men ain't leaders, us and women on the same level, cool. I have no argument for that. But you can't on one end say black men are, are leaders and then blame your following for shit not being the way that you should that you want it to be. But that's what niggas do every day. Oh, these women choosing these niggas, these women choosing that. They wouldn't have those men to choose if your ass would would have raised the kid that you made with Tanya over there. You didn't do that. You fucked her and left. Or you did drugs and left. Removed yourself out the house and left. Consequences came from that. That's your doing. If you claim to be a leader. Leaders set precedent. Leaders create infrastructure. Leaders make sure that everybody that's following me can eat. And everybody that's following me is prosperous and thriving. Men are more concerned on being selfish than being leaders. So that's that's my only issue with the pushback. Now, again, if y'all are willing to stay here and say, hey, men are not leaders. We're equal to women. Then I, I ain't got shit else to say. But when you're the leader, fact is, fair or not, the buck stops with you. In terms of the results that, that come from this shit. That's just like me being a head coach. And I come up to the, we get smoked by 30 points. I come up to the podium. Look, man, I created a hell of a game plan. My sorry ass players wasn't, couldn't execute. Quarterback couldn't, couldn't complete a pass. The defense getting scored on all day. It ain't shit I can do. These sorry ass niggas that I got playing for me. You can't do that as no leader. You got to come up there and say, I got to do a better job of getting my players ready. I got to do a better job of creating the game plan for us to go out there and execute. I didn't do that. We lost. That's what leadership is. But niggas don't want to do that. They want to be selfish and they want to think with an individual with an individualistic mindset, which is what they was doing on there. Well, I, if I'm a good dude, I ain't got to I ain't messing with these. Well, I got to deal with the consequences of this because you claim to be leaders. And the only way we're going to elevate as a society is with a community mindset. Problem is niggas don't have that. And that's why we stuck in place. I can use myself as an example. My pops passed away early. Just me and my brothers. You raised by nothing but women. Everybody, no, nobody really had an education. So I'm going against the odds. But early, early on, hanging out, I'm with the niggas that's breaking in the cars, breaking in the houses. Because I'm outside. I'm thinking that's what you're supposed to do. However, you start reflecting and say, this shit could get you put in jail. Mm-hmm. I don't want to be in jail. Because when you in jail, guess what? You have you can't do nothing. You have to do what them niggas say. So what was they you, supposed to so do? So listen, so listen, so listen. No, no, so you missing the whole thing, smooth. So I made a choice early on that I will never in my life do something that that's gonna force me to go to jail. So I'm gonna take a different route, even if it take longer. 
I, I'm going to take a different route so I don't end up like a lot of these people. But you're so all he's saying the is. The 2000s, bro. No, but period. Yeah. The point is that you still had other decisions that you could have made in order to get out. It was still. You were talking about. No the matter early what, it 2000s. was too many. No matter what, it was still too many of us being sheep, wanting to get with the culture, want to do drugs, want to do the pimping, want to do all that shit instead of. Going to the schools like we should, especially in the South. Maybe up North they went to school, but down here they wasn't. Like, there was a lot of choices, a lot of other things that we could have done. factor because of that? A lot of things that we could have done, we, we just didn't do. We simply decided to be sheep. We simply decided to join gangs. We simply, we, we, we started simply killing simply, people. We simply decided to just, just kill ourselves in Oklahoma. We, we decided to flood our own city and kill all these people. That, that was in 1919. That was, that was early. I'm talking, I'm talking today. I'm talking last 20 years, 30 years, 40 years. We still could have made some type of difference. However, it's not that way. We could have definitely made a difference, but it's not happening right now. Okay. I, don't I just don't hey, believe look, that. I don't believe that. I hear, I hear both sides. I, honestly, uh, I agree. A lot of people today are making a lot of excuses. In fact, a lot of men today are getting a lot of women pregnant and not taking care of their fucking kids. That's a big fact. And you have no excuse to not be taking care of your kid. But back then, this is where I, I highly disagree on the fact that the opportunities they had back then are not the same as now. That's all I'm saying. These days, of course, I, 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 we got everything right here. Everything right here. And and I understand you. You could develop a trade. We do. People develop a trade. At uncles, you know, you go into the military. There's things you could do. You could develop a trade. But when you come back to still racism, and they did in the military, they went fought a war and still came back to racism. And the racism didn't just stop by walking down the street. It stopped when you applied for jobs. And even if you learn how to cut grass, you can't cut everybody's grass because whoever if. You and your neighbor and your neighbor's son, all y'all down the street are cutting grass. Whose grass are you going to cut? You can't cut the white man's grass because it's racism. You can't cut your neighbor's grass because they don't have money to pay you. How are you going to get money? And you find whatever way you can do that. And if it was for selling drugs, which you weren't getting time for at the beginning, that's what they were doing. And then when they got to that fast money and then the cops realized, the government realized these motherfuckers is making a lot of fucking money. I'm a cop working every day or I'm a teacher working every day making pennies. And this black man beside me is driving a Mercedes that going to make them feel some type of way. And they're going to put laws into effect to, to uh, put you down in the dirt, to put the black man down in dirt to where you don't have. There's a systematic oppression that grows that leads up to what we have now. And it all started from back then. So, yes, they made bad choices as a leader, but they made the choice to feed the family. And was it a bad choice? Yes. But did it get you fed? Yes. So in a sense, it's a double edged sword. It's like, God damn, what? It's, 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 it's a tough it's a tough choice to make. But some of them made the choice because that's the only choice they had. And I'm, I'm a firm believer. And that's the only choice that they had to make was to start selling drugs at that point. Because they had no other means to get put food on the table. All right, man. I'm getting that advice, Colin. Lord of mercy. All right, man. First one is from... Mally. Patreon. Man, that first sentence said, don't say my name. You have to say that name today. This is what it is. Say your name, say your name. 
All right. She says, <clears throat> Dear Crew Season, my boyfriend and I recently broke up after two and a half years of dating. We broke up because I feel like he doesn't protect me and defend me or respect our relationship. For example, he confided in a close friend of his about our business, but as soon as me and my boyfriend started having bad times, that same friend started telling our business to other people. What I mean about our business, he was telling vulnerable moments. I asked him to confront his friend. He hesitated because he didn't want to lose him as a friend. And when he did confront his friend, the friend lied about it multiple times. I have asked him plenty of times not to tell our business to this same friend because the friend is extremely messy and talk about everybody's business. I feel like he chose his friendship over our relationship. He told me defending and protecting me is a hard task because he wasn't raised like that. He uses the excuse he was raised on the white side of his family majority of the time, so he doesn't know how to defend. There's other times he hasn't practiced and defended me, and it hurt me so much. A man protecting and defending this woman is very important to me. Am I overreacting? Should I give us another chance? Uh, did we do the right thing by breaking up? I wrote y'all because he listens to you guys every Tuesday, and he never misses an episode, so I know he's going to hear this one. His name is Xenia. <laughs> <laughs> well, we ain't gonna Did you say just send a love note out to our podcast? She said, uh, "Say don't say his name. I'm a little nervous about what y'all gonna say." Oh my god! But he gonna know what we talk about him. His name is yes, yes. Well, we're gonna have to blur out blur out her name. Um. Well, yeah. So she basically saying my boyfriend and I recently broke up about after two and a half years, basically because he wouldn't defend her to his friend that was messy, telling everybody business. Was she overreacting? And should she give it another chance or just let it go? So basically, I guess they're all mutual friends. I guess in a mutual friend group, then, huh? Uh, I don't nah. think so. I think the yeah the bit the yeah. Well, how to know? How does she know that he's going around telling their, telling everybody their, biz- their business? Well, no, nah, he he going around telling one friend his business and that friend telling everybody. Yeah, how she how does she know that friend is telling everybody business if they're not in a mutual friend group? Well, because uh, it's uh, getting uh, back to her. him. And, and stuff is getting back to her. Didn't it's getting back to her. And how is it getting back to her? From a friend that he knows, it's all in a cycle of friends, right? I mean, it ain't say everybody's friends. Because I, I, I don't yeah, understand. How, 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 how would she know that he's telling business if it's not coming from a man? Who is it coming from? Somebody in the friend group? Probably so, man. I don't so know. the boyfriend is telling his best friend all their business. Yeah. In some kind of way. Well, and then he's telling everybody they personal business. And then she asked the boyfriend to basically check him for that. Mm-hmm. And he don't want to check his friend because he don't want to lose him. Some, some kind of way she's hurt. Damn. So yeah, some kind of way she's hurt and she, you know, asking him. And they put him on the phone to say, hey, did such and such happen? And he denied the whole time after he'd already told her that he did it. What? <laughs> That's like, okay. So I, I tell B some stuff about me and my lady. Okay. Yeah. Then B tell you he gotta, start he, telling he, he run his mouth. everybody. So my girl tell me to put B on the phone and say, "Hey, confront you about basically telling telling all our business." And then B say, "No, nah, hell no, I want to tell nobody this." But I already told baby that I done told B all our business. Does what? That make sense? No, you confuse the fuck out of me. I thought she's just saying that B is going around telling everybody the relationship that's going on between. Me and my girl that I told him. And we on a close friends group and my girl telling me to tell B, hey, tell B, stop fucking telling our information or just stop telling them shit about our our relationship. Essentially, yes. And I basically said, nah, that's my best friend. I'm gonna tell him everything that's going on in the relationship, and whatever he says, he says. 
And and he said I was raised in a majority white family, so I'm not really like I wasn't really taught how to defend. <laughs> that's, that's what, yeah. that's what she that's, said. That's, what she said. What? that's literally what he said. Get See, the fuck out of here. He uses the excuse he was raised on the white side of his family, uh, so he oh. doesn't know how to defend. There's other times he hasn't protected me and defended me, and it hurt me so much. A man. So he's light skinned. He's light skinned. Take that man back. Take him back. Light skins, so, we fuck up sometimes. It's over. <laughs> it's over. I get emotional sometimes. <laughs> emotional. <laughs> uh, it's over. I'm sorry. It's over, dog. If he he in love with his best friend, I I didn't want to bring it up, man. but he, he, he might be friend, sweet. Dog, niggas always gotta go to the extreme. That is not that. So, so, say that so if you got to love a dog, <laughs> come on, dog. If you so can, Paige say, hey, B. if Paige came, you say, hey, stop telling Kenny what the fuck is going on and in you, our relationship. And you just can't resist? And you tell like, me, hey, <laughs> Paige told me not to tell you, but I'm going to tell you anyway. Uh, and they can see you do this. <laughs> Let me tell you what. <laughs> or you look back at her and say, baby, that is my best friend. You don't matter. I'm going to tell him everything that's going on. That's basically what he said. Well, no, nah, no. Nah. Basically, she asked him to check him for yeah. telling our uh, business. So she put him. They they got him on the phone. And, he, and he's saying, and "I'm not. I'm, I'm not. You know, that's my friend. I'm not going to check him for telling business that I told him. I mean, he made a mistake, okay, but oh, I'm not going to check him. Why for am I running the whole wrong so she, story? So she said, "Cool." Edit that whole part. So she said, "Cool." Put him on the phone. So she they on the phone. She yeah. asked him about the about what he's saying. He's saying, hell no, I didn't say this. After the boyfriend told her that he'd been in his in his boy, yeah. I'm, I'm all confused. My head hurt now because I don't know what the hell going on. Yeah, it's, it's, it's like a Tyler Perry movie. <laughs> yeah, it's simple, man. Dude, dude, dude not going to protect you from nothing. If he can't check his friend about, for one, he should be telling y'all personal business. That's the first thing that stands yeah. out to me. Um, Cause that's the thing about men. Like even when we talk to each other about issues going on in our relationship, it's very surface level. It's not gonna be nothing super deep, super vulnerable. That's gonna make our girl look bad, things of that nature. So if you telling him stuff in confidence like that, that's that deep and that vulnerable, and he going around running his goddamn mouth, that's red flag number one. Damn, chain his friend. And then when the friend go out there and start telling everybody the shit, that's red flag number two. And you ask him to check him, he said, "Nah, because I was raised by the by the white side of my family." <laughs> So I'm not used to defending. That's, That's a hell of an excuse, dog. I gotta That's use that. I, I gotta, gotta use that one time. I gotta use it one time. That shit is nuts. So wrap that up. That's my take on it, man. Do y'all do y'all see anything different? Nah. You ain't getting no type of protection. He used the white side of his family. That's crazy. It's over. There we have it, man. We got uh we're gonna move along. That's a fucking excuse. <laughs> Gotta use that. I don't know how to protect uh I was raised by why, the white side of the family. Why, why you came so quick? I was raised by the white side of the family. <laughs> Come on, dog. All right, next one, Mike, man. Patreon. All right, man. <clears throat> Boy, say what's up, cool fam? My name is Mike. So I feel like my girl lacks mindfulness sometimes. This might sound petty or small, but fuck it. One example, when I come home in the house, sometimes she may be on the phone. And it's usually someone not that important. I've been at work all day. I would think she would get off the phone when I walk in the crib. But she would still be talking on the phone while in my face. Maybe she talked too much, or maybe I don't talk enough. 
I don't know. But if my girl walk in the house and she been gone all day, my conversation on the phone is cut short at that instant. I think it's a form of respect and being mindful. So my question is, am I tripping too hard or is she just lacking mindfulness? You're not tripping at all. You better man the fuck up. You better check that right now. Because if you don't, and you let that shit go on for years, she's going to do it forever. You better check that right now. Is he coming home 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 talk? I don't care if he coming home that just wanting to be at the crib, motherfucker. I, I'm working for us. I need to be greeted. You know what I'm saying? You think you think you at the crib all day, your wife go to work, and she come home, you're not going to greet her when she come home? <laughs> Try that shit if you want to. Keep the Try that if you want to. I'm sorry, baby. I was raised by the white side of my I'm family. You're right. <laughs> <laughs> not doing that. So, yo, you need to check that shit right now. <clears throat> but he yeah. said she be at home all day? I don't care where she That's what he just said. I don't care just, where the I'm fuck just, she at. Sure. Even if she at work, if she make it, bro, you can both of y'all can be at work. If you make it home before your lady, bro, and she walk in and you don't ignite, you on the phone. <laughs> hey, Paulie. So he didn't get no time. Okay. <laughs> and you don't say nothing, bro. You so, don't acknowledge her nothing, bro. So he not saying she gotta get off the phone and acknowledge him, just the fact that he ain't been acknowledged at all. No, he's saying get off. Get he off said, the what phone. the hell are you doing on the phone? I, I just get walked off the in phone. His house. Show me that respect. So that's be my next question. What's your next question, though? Before we really interrupted you, so, we've been interrupting each, each other a lot. So that today. so that clearly matters. <laughs> <laughs> Rudely. So so that matters to y'all. That matters. Hell yeah. Yes. Yes, right. it does. Goddamn right. I put out a, a clip a clip today. It, it that and the reverse scenario. If I'm in the crib and you walk in talking on the phone, that that's a no. What the fuck are you? Yeah. No, hang the phone up before you walk in here. Acknowledge your man, and then you can go back to doing what you call her back. Yeah. You, we've been going all day. I ain't seen you all day. You come in the house. Yeah, girl. Blah, blah. Hey, babe. Yeah, cause. Uh, <laughs> yeah. What the fuck? Now, if you handling some <laughs> business, say that's exact. The fuck? That's real shit. Like, now nah, if she coming in handling some business, or you coming in on the phone, you handling like real business. Right. As soon as you hit the door, you hit you hit them with that. You know what I'm saying? Everybody know what that is. I'm, right. I'm, 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 I really gotta be on this. As soon as I get off the phone, as soon as this is done, I'm back in the regular routine. It don't be that. That man walk in, she on the phone with Keisha having a good old time. You know what I'm saying? He walk by trying to say, hey, she like, damn, flagging him down off of man. Come on. Yeah, I, I feel him because I ain't feeling. And he'd be wrong if he got dressed and just left. He'd be wrong. Oh, she 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 gonna write that call up quick then. <laughs> wait, wait, hold on. Hey, 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 Baby just walked in the house. Make sure she's okay. You never know what your partner's going through, what they went through at work. You never know. But what if you were just on the phone with her? I know. Oh. I know exactly Dang. when my partner walked through the door. And I can hear it when the car come pull up. Oh, baby, home. Hey, man, I'm going to holler at y'all in a little bit. Let me get off the phone real quick. Let me see what's going on. You just got to make sure you got to have that undivided attention to make yeah. sure that they don't need anything. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? I was on the and phone that, with you for 45 minutes before you nah, got to the so, Well, that's y'all relationship. Well, that's y'all relationship. See, that's different. I'm just I'm just presenting it because yeah. I'm well, just, that's another. Scenario. I'm asking, does that change it? Like, well, if, if we was on the phone, if, if we was on the phone right until I pulled into the driveway, well, then no, nah, I ain't tripping on. And it. I need to make another call. But I'm walking in, hey baby, she's still greeting me or whatever. But she we talking about the the normal, the norm, motherfucker. You just walk in the house and she's always on the phone or a conversation with somebody random. That's that's that doesn't that's happen. Right. That's yes. not supposed to happen. 
It's it's, it's not right. That's wrong. Yes. Yeah, I mean, I mean, it's just it's just common decency, bro. And I think like a a, a lot of women do that shit and, and don't realize it, you know. And because men don't really speak on it, they just kind of feel like it's it's cool. But we shouldn't have to speak on it. Mm-hmm. It's, it's common courtesy, bro. Like if this is your man walking in this motherfucker. This ain't a stranger. <laughs> You see what I'm saying? Like, get up, hug that man, greet that man. It's five minutes. You can call her ass right back. You ain't talking about shit anyway. Mm-hmm. Let's keep it. Let's keep it here. So it's just like, nah, bro. You ain't. She's my. She's she lacks mindfulness. So that's what you said. Lacks mm-hmm. mindfulness. We need to have a conversation about this. When I when I walk in the crib, or when you walk in the crib, I need to be properly greeted, and I'm gonna properly greet you. Yeah, she don't value that nigga. Uh, you should walk in the door and say, bro, oh, it's just that nigga. You. Somebody just came. Yeah, it's just that nigga. Bro, do you do you understand the conversation you gonna have with your woman, bro? If you on the phone, deep on your phone, and she walk in, bro, and you don't greet her, it's gonna be a problem, bro. You look her in her eyes and still talking look on the phone. Like that's a pet peeve me. I don't care. It ain't shit. It's gonna be the biggest Big problem for that day, bro. Like, nah. It's gonna be a problem. Nah, bro. Nah. And thank you. You ain't even gotta be on the phone. It'd be time she walk in the crib and we playing a game. Oh, nigga, you day, hey, boy. Salute to all the niggas. You'll never be on that game again. You know. <laughs> hey, Matt, what I used to do. <laughs> hey, oh, shit. Hey, I'm gonna catch up with y'all a little bit. <laughs> she walking that bitch. You don't even pause you, it. You, what you, you, you walk in the. What the fuck? You on the phone? Go. You on the game without permission? Come on, dog. Deadly <laughs> fog is offline. <laughs> That's a mid game. <laughs> you on the game without permission, nigga? Oh no! Oh no! Hell no! And don't let her embark the game. Hell oh no, no man! Deep into the game, final no, kill man. right there in your face. <laughs> <laughs> gotta go. Gotta go. But yeah, nah, bro. You ain't you ain't uh, tripping on that at all, man. Had that, had that conversation. Tell her, tell her, wrap that goddamn uh, combo up and, get, and greet you properly, Need like you're supposed to. Respect around here. <laughs> <laughs> she gonna look at that nigga. <laughs> Sit your ass. <laughs> <laughs> My white side of the family didn't tell me how to be <laughs> My white side. That's the title of this part. My white side. My white side. That's fucking nuts, my nigga. <laughs> All right, man. Next one, man. It's Trey. Patreon, man. (laughs) All right. Uh, Shit, bro ain't even asked a question. He just sent a video, man. Let me, uh, hopefully this is still up. Please don't let it be copyright written. Please don't let that noise music on it. Please. It's gonna be about interrupting each other while somebody's talking. <laughs> Five years in prison for failing to pay child support for the defendant, Miss Sears' son, Dylan. You are not his father. He should be convicted of some crime. No, I should not. I didn't that is fraud. It went off. Yeah. Oh, that be my that my show right there, boy. Hold on. I love me, when uh, she say you're not the father, boy. Hold on. Let me let me let me put it on the app. Play it again. What show is that? That's a paternity. Oh shit. You spent five years in prison for failing to pay child support for the defendant, Miss Sears' son, Dylan. You 
So that man did five years in prison for not paying child support. Mm. Took a paternity test, found out he ain't into daddy. And he's still paying child support. Still gonna owe back child support. Real shit. Even with him getting removed off, off the shit, off the birth certificate and all that, all that shit that he owe now, he will always owe. That's messed up. Mm. That's when you think about them hypothetical situations that B was talking about. To me, no. unfortunate, unfortunate disaster. That is an unfortunate disaster. That should be a crime. That's not be fair. Brought bro. up on fraud. That's not fair. Bro. And that should be a fraud case. If we're going to keep it a bean. Any type of line like that, you under oath. Bro. I, like, how can. How can they send us into jail without making them take a paternity test? That's the only that's part the, of the That's the wildest understand. part. Like, if it done got to that level, like, hey, it's, it's five years of prison on the table, it should be a paternity test in here some goddamn well. Yeah, but, you know, I, I, know, I know how the child support shit work, right? So, with your first child support case, whatever, like, if it's with the, a, a woman, like, the, the what that woman, not with all the women, because with all the women, it do the same thing. But with that said woman, they give you the choice. No matter what's going on, they give you the choice right there. When you, when you first go to court, they give you the choice. Most men say no out of, you know what I'm saying, out of whatever. You know, you know what men do? Nah, I'm going to take it. You know what I'm saying? Just good. Just give me my sentence to hurry up and get up out of there. And that's how the shit work. That's how the shit be happening. But you do get the choice. So he chose not to take the test. Yes. Right? All men that's on child support that, that, that this shit happens to, all of them has had the choice. Now, they do have the men that don't go to court. Like, they don't go to court and, you know, they serve them how they serve them. But that was still on you because if you'd have went to court, you'd have had the choice. But all of them have the choice, and it's free. You ain't got to pay for it. When you go, when you go do the, when she file that child support on you, you get they give you the option, right? Hey, do you want to take a paternity test? And it's free. But all of them, you know, all of them doesn't deny it. They say they trust a woman. Mm. That's yeah, real shit. That's, I was the only one that was crazy. That's saying. Trust but verify. Especially when jail time is on the table. Or when like real, you know what I mean? Child support but, money is on the table. Yeah, t- like, the jail time come when you on back child support and you stop paying. Like right. you can't pay it, then they lock you up. They well, they take your license first, and then if you continue to not pay, they lock you up. I know they do that here in Texas. Texas, they take your license and then they lock you up. Mm-hmm. Hell yeah, hell yeah. That fucked up, boy. But you had the choice. I can't, I, I can't deny that here in Texas. I don't know why. I don't know where y'all watching that. But here in Texas, on these Texas soil, they give you the choice before you get on the papers. And she goes scot free. Mm. So if you get you get done like that in Texas, baby, look, always remember at the beginning of the game, you had a choice and you didn't take it. Mm. Yeah, I'm taking mine. Look here, man. Press to all parties. <laughs> I mean, Swab again, for it to even child support, when child support come up, I feel like just right out the gate, it need to be five testing just to be sure. Yeah, it's got to be. Bro, five years. You know years. what I'm saying? But, yeah, hell no. Nah. Um, it's been five years getting bent over. What you Squat like? down and cough. Hold your nuts. <laughs> it's a cold game, man. All right, man. Last one of the day, man. It's from Jessica. Patreon. 
whole game. All right. She says, hey, crew, it's Jessica again. I appreciate you guys' input on my situation, but I think I got to give you guys some clarification on the situation. I was 18 and he was 27 when we married. With me having kids back to back, I went through postpartum really bad and really didn't have his support. 18 and 27? He wanted me to be a stay-at-home mom without the stay-at-home necessities like money, food, etc. What you thought? He used to love to tell me that he took care of my needs, not my wants, which I guess didn't include food, which pushed me to apply for food stamps. Whenever I tried to work, he wouldn't be supportive in trying to assist me with picking up the kids from daycare, always telling me that I needed to figure it out since I wanted to work. He was okay with living with bare minimum. As long as you had a roof over your head, water, and something to eat, he was fine with that. My final straw with him was when he quit his job two weeks before my due date with our third child because he said that he was tired of working for people but didn't have a backup plan. I couldn't live with that, which, uh, which Kenny is why I said if I actually knew myself when we got married, I would have never gotten into that situation because I would have seen just how throwed off he really was. So, Trill, you are absolutely right about the age difference. It matters. I just hate that my kids have to go through this and dealing with uh, his wife is a pain. So I guess I said all that to say that if he is not allowing me to talk to him directly about our children and I have to go through his wife, am I wrong to just cut communication off completely? They never initiate communication anyways. It's more so me giving updates about the kids like them getting in trouble or sick or when they have special days at school or something. I just want my kids to have a better father than I did. Okay, now I remember. It was a situation where they had some kids. He ended up leaving her, uh, getting with the new wife, and the new wife was basically like, don't call him to talk about the kids. You want to talk about the kids ah, or anything, you talk to me, girl. and I talk to him. Mm. So that was the thing. So she's saying, with that being the case, is she wrong to just cut off communication with them completely since that's the dynamic she got to deal with? Boy, the fuck out of here. I want to spoke to them again. You know what I'm saying? And when the kids got old enough to where all of them understood at the same time, I had to set them all down at the same time, told them what it was. <clears throat> you know what I'm saying? Don't be mad. If he come around, he come around. If he don't, shit, I'm going to try to put this shit together. But it's another example of somebody trying to cheat the game. And don't notice the, the 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 trickery in this shit. Cause 18 and 27, he didn't lived a lot of life. And did this to a lot of women, but they wasn't crazy enough to have a kid with him. And you was just got you fresh out. Fresh wet. Fresh just, off the <laughs> just hatched. <laughs> you have to have me fresh off the line, licking his chops. And you didn't, mm-hmm. didn't want to go through all the stuff that you need to go through and pick up the skills and look at you. Now you dealing with this, and now you got kids involved. I'm praying for them kids. And I'm pray- honestly, I'm praying for your mental because now you didn't woke up and you see what this shit really is, and you got a lot to deal with, and you got a lot of pride to swallow. You know what I'm saying? You got a lot of humility you're going to have to swallow. And it's going to be treacherous nights. You just gonna be up, you know what I'm saying? Because you obviously you ain't got no help from him. You ain't had help when he was there. That's crazy. Y'all stay married to these niggas. What? You ain't got no help when the nigga standing next to you. I agree with B. I'm not on your side no more, man. I can't blame systematic oppression. 
Bro, that, that this right shit there, gotta stop. Ain't got nothing to do what? with <laughs> That nigga say I don't want to be a daddy, but I wanted you. What? This he was no a predator. Way this this happened. Like he was a predator. That's crazy. This is insane to me. Ladies, please. Three kids, right? Please. Three. Yep. Damn, she got three kids for this yeah. nigga. He quit on the. He quit two weeks away hold from on, her hold third on. child. He was 27. Yes. She, she was 18. 18 when they got together, yeah. When they was got the first together. kid? Do y'all remember? She didn't say. I don't think she said. So it's three kids. So she at least was what? Uh, 18, 19, 20, 20. We say 22 to have all three of the kids? Because you got to have that recovery time of what, four months or some shit? So let's say 22 with three kids? Yeah, they was they was married for seven years, three kids, but I divorced him because if I'm being honest, at 18, I had no idea what it took to be a wife. So by the time she uh, was... She said he sees the kids 45 times out of the year. Four to five times out of the year. and I bet one on Father's Day. And, and doesn't give me any type of financial support for the kids. And he's disabled from the military and has multiple businesses. His wife has multiple businesses. But then he quit his job. Then he quit his job. It don't make sense. Oh, no, it's two, it's two, it's two different stories now. Here before, we go to the, uh, kid, the kids' ages are 12, 11, and 10 now. But this this still don't make no sense. Yeah, she's thirty one right now. He's forty one. So he did he build the businesses with the new wife? I'm, I'm confused because yeah. he but he had to be in the military though, and you can't just quit the military. You yeah. got to serve your time. Yeah, he had a uh, mm-hmm. uh, disabled. Mm-hmm. Well, he got hundred percent honorable discharge. Oh honorable discharge, hundred percent. So. And it didn't get no financial support. Mm-mm. Well, I know military make you pay child support if they put you on it, so I don't know what. Yeah, she say, I, I can call his phone and he won't answer. But within the same five minutes, I'm getting a text or a call from his new wife <coughs> saying that, asking how can she help me. Mm-hmm. She run that house. I don't know. Because he a bum over there, so he ain't got no businesses. She, she made him. He a bum over there. She run that shit. Everything go through her. So he was cool with the bare minimum, but then started getting businesses. Then quit his job. Mm-hmm. Well, shit, he he got all the businesses now, and he still don't contribute financially to yeah, a situation. Yes, yes. She she was he was talking about the bare minimum back in the day when they was first together, but now that they separated again, they hooked up. She was eighteen, he was twenty seven. Mm-hmm. Now they, she thirty one, he's forty one now. Kids, 12? 12, 11, 12, 11 and 10. 10, yeah. So they had them back to back. Two boys, the, the two I oldest said, boys. 18. But they was, they was together, they was married seven. 20, 22. <laughs> they was married seven. Yeah, yeah, so he, the, yeah, yeah, so the first kid came when she was 19. So 19. I'll tell you. Yeah, 19, 20, 21. Wow. <clears throat> so she had the first kid, then they got married. Man, I just, man I, I'm praying she got some type of good skill to get her some money, bro. I'm praying, bro. No, I'm, I'm, I ain't worried about her. I'm worried about the kids, dog. <laughs> Me too, because you, you it's creating the cycle. Money. <clears throat> it's creating the cycle, dog. One out of them three, especially if they boys, gonna yeah. follow that same path. Yeah, two of them boys, the two oldest is boys. Mm. They're gonna follow the same path, and it's gonna be worse. Normally, turns out to be worse. Yeah, and then you know what I'm saying? Like, damn, you living in a town where everybody see everybody, so. Man, I hope your kids don't. I hope they got some type of guidance around them, and none of them fall to the streets because they is boys. Man, boys be out here. You know what I'm saying? So that's a, that's a possibility that you you need to be paying attention to with your sons for real. 
Damn, man. Yeah, is she asking should she cut off communication? Hell yeah. yeah. Do they do they talk to the dad at all? She says the only time they talk to the dad is if, if she initiated, which is about four to five times a year. She called to update them on, you know, what the kid's doing in school, the second and third, and in those moments is when they when he talks to the kid. But she says four or five times a year. It goes to his wife first. Yes. Correct. Before they even communicate. Right. I mean, I'm not going through all that. I mean, if you only, I don't know, man. If you only doing it four or five times a year, I mean, them kids need to see their daddy, though. But why is it at my leisure going above and beyond on my side exactly. to force you to have to see your kids? And then I got to talk to your stupid Make you look good life. on your end when I know you're not doing good on your end. Yeah. Stressing me out because I have to contact your now wife just to get in contact with you to speak to your kids. Hell no. Nah. I'm not reaching out. Me stupid. I want to put hands on them. No, nah, I'm not reaching out. Mm-mm. Can't do it. Mm-mm. Get somebody else to do it. Mm. Yeah. This shit tough. Stop talking to them, bro. This shit tough, man. Yeah, I mean, I I mean I agree. I mean, it's 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 one side of communication. Like it'd be different if, you know, he called really? to check on the kids and it's like, should I cut off communication? Well, I mean, I wouldn't do that if the man trying, but he ain't trying. Mm-hmm. So it's like every time, like I got to initiate everything. That is ridiculous. So nah, if if I'm you, I mean, it's it's unfortunate, but I mean, I'm not going to just try to force you to be a dad. Like what the, like what are we doing here? He got businesses. <laughs> Nigga sitting in the crib. Nuts, man. bro. That's crazy. Wasting my time. Five, four, five times. Damn. Man, a 365 days. Can you? Yeah. Mm, mm. That's the type of shit that be going on. But again, <laughs> these two boys going to go out in this world, have mm-hmm. to experience in this. They going to repeat the same goddamn cycle. Highly likely. That's that's all three birthdays. That's Father's Day and Christmas. I guarantee it. I guarantee Probably it. Probably so. Yeah. Now that I'm thinking about it, yeah. Probably so. I guarantee it. That's the days. Yeah. So Jessica, to answer the question, would you be wrong for doing it? No. <clears throat> no. You're already in a one-sided communication situation right now. And that's, that shit is egregious. You shouldn't have to force that man to be a dad. Hopefully he wakes up one day and, you know, once he, if he wakes up and decides to try to be active in the kid's life, Sure, you know you should. You know you shouldn't get in the way of that. Mm-hmm. If the, if the kids want to, you know, want that relationship to happen, but that should be on them. You you shouldn't try to dictate that. You see what I'm saying? But in terms of you initiating and going out of your way to initiate it, nah, no. That's just how I view that. All right, man. On that note, we're gonna wrap this thing up. Y'all boys got any last words? We get very here, passionate. Passionate. <laughs> Was it very passionate? Okay, we need one of these at least maybe once once every couple months. It seemed like seemed like shit happened. Yeah, I ain't even finished the, the argument, and I'm kind of mad about that. I need no. y'all to finish the argument. That way, <laughs> so let's argue with some swords then. All right, if you know what right, that's uh, enough. Of that. Oh yeah, that is enough yeah. Of that. that way I can join in. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That way I can join in. Yeah. <laughs> that's what I've been waiting to hear. That's what I've been waiting on. That's crazy. That's why they called me early because my nigga name wasn't mentioned. That's crazy. I have no business in here. <laughs> <laughs> what he said? Niggas know why he's talking about because my nigga name wasn't me. He's talking about you. <laughs> y'all, y'all, every time I think y'all can't take it to another level. I'm not in it. Every time. It's on y'all. <laughs> oh my God. Man. I'm not getting involved. <laughs> oh, you gonna get involved. <laughs> Um, go pick a side. Pick a side. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Uh, pick a side. 
<laughs> Look, man, I appreciate everybody what's happening with us. Uh, it's been a it's been a very animated episode for sure. Mm-hmm. Uh, I hope y'all enjoy it, man. Uh, salute to Patreon. Salute to Crusader Nation. Um, I think announcements I got. Oh, we got uh hats coming real soon. Everybody that been asking for dad hats and things of that nature, we we working on those right now. So that that's gonna be the next release. Make sure y'all tap in. We got shorts coming real soon. We just waiting on Smooth to take this picture, but he bullshitting. <laughs> Hey, let, man, let me tell y'all the truth behind the scenes. <laughs> <laughs> We've been having this short for about a month. You know, been, been asking my dog to take pictures and shit. My nigga, nigga just been busy. That's what he told us. <laughs> I walked in, he was jacking off, though. Oh, no, I said, damn, you want to have me too, man? Come on. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, yeah. When my man, when my man get the lotion right, then we gonna get some shorts on the on the site. Yeah. Look, man, gonna... All I got from that is that you watched him. <laughs> Whoa! What the hell? All right, man, we gonna get a lot of it. Appreciate I closed my eyes. I closed my eyes. That is nuts. Hey, yo, hold on. We about to get out of here. We about to get out of here. It's raining, man. Yo. YMCA. <laughs> <laughs> man, uh, hell no. Oh my god. Look here, man. Till next time, man, we appreciate everybody pulling up. We're gonna get up out of here. We're gonna get up out of here where it's raining men. No, no, we're not. Never on this part. We're gonna get up out of here. It's a uh, record up, record from the Russell. Brand new record. It's called 10 a.m. in Santa Rosa. I remember putting O. On a LaRussell a while back, man. So I'm just glad he finally came around. Awesome. Appreciate everybody for tapping Russell in, man. We gon' <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. Shout out Hirsch and Dan. Huh? Mushroom chocolates in Santa Rosa. This chapter in the book is called Closure. The underdog can't admit when it's over. We used to chill on platinum court blowing Doja. How can you sleep when your partner is a cobra? I wasn't pissing, I was hissing in the bathroom. Pillin' scabs, still healing from some past wounds. Any day could be the day I sing my last tune. I've been at war with myself. I hate to see you see somebody else. As if I was ever good for your health. The ego is deadly. Got enough dirt to behead me. Still let me sing my little medleys. This is year 29. It ain't been a while for me. Question if it's days you wish you never had a child from me. Question how wild of me. Blame the inner child in me. Couldn't be accountable. I blamed it on the trials of me. Couldn't stand tall, but expecting you to bow to me. Question when the accolades come, if you still proud of me. Hurt to lose the ones that was down when they doubted me. These be the tracks that really hit home. Like seeing your window bipped and on your shit gone. I had to give it a breath. I'm always right. I had to give him a left. <laughs> it's hard to smile in your mother face. Smile in your brother face. Smile in my daughter face. Smile at my own self. I don't think the songs help. It's just hard to not write. Hard to think clear when you crying at a stoplight. Can't stop reflecting. Struggle with rejection. It's hard to love yourself when you can't see your own reflection. Some days it feel like my persona is perfection. And I'm still a kid just dying for acceptance from niggas that I never knew. 
I didn't grow older, but I never grew. Now it's red carpets with my niggas, they like let them through. Shit, in my opinion, the hundreds look a lot better blue. <laughs> Mushroom chocolates and Santa Rosa. This chapter in the book is called Closure. The underdog can't admit when it's over. We used to chill on guys of court blowing Doja. How can you sleep when your partner is a cobra? I wasn't pissing, I was hissing in the bathroom. Pillin' scabs, still healing from some past wounds. Any day could be the day I sing my last tune. Yeah. Lucas Quinn. Day could be the day I sing my last song.